Hello and welcome to a special edition of the Two Black Too Nerdy podcast. And um, unfortunately, my co-host Chris couldn't be here on this edition, but that's okay because we have a special guest in Lanisha Campbell. She is a black nerd girl extraordinaire, a Twitter master, Aww. and a podcast master as well. So um, you can go ahead and introduce yourself. Um, you flatter me, sir. Um, hey guys, yeah, my name is Lanisha. Um, you can usually find me on Twitter, and yeah, I do things with podcasting now. It's funny that you say like I'm a I'm a podcast master, because <laughs> last year I told myself I just want to start one podcast, and now I've started. Yeah, I was gonna say you have like three different shows. <laughs> I was just like looking at Twitter, I was like she has another one. Like dang, I know, I know. I'm just, I have a horrible problem where it's just like I am a high functioning person. I mean, it's not a horrible thing, but I like to keep myself mm-hmm. busy. But, like, once I have an idea in my head for to do something that sounds interesting and fun, especially if I can do it with other people, I'm like, screw it. I'll find the time. So that's where I am now with three shows. And I don't think I will add another one. But my friends out there feel like they'll, I'll probably have a fourth one before oh the end of the year. I, 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 I'm not doing that. I, I just I can't do yeah, it. Yeah, no, I mean, it just you, you sound like someone who – you seem like someone who, like, likes to go all in with certain stuff. So I can – I definitely understand. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I appreciate that. Because, like, even when you were on my show, uh, what was that, like, two months like ago, April I think? sometime. And, yeah, that was, oh, my God, that was April. Uh, but, yeah, we would just, like, bounce around from different topics. But then, like, you know, there's always, like, an overall topic on my main show that I like to mm-hmm. have with people. But I just thought I like being able to communicate with people, especially when you can, like, talk about different things that interest you like if it's a social issue or if it's just like something that's nerdy um just you know because people like i think people like to communicate and talk about things that interest them for sure for sure and yeah and i mean in general i like the free-flowing conversation of like podcasts Mm -hmm. just because i I hang out on twitter a lot and sometimes twitter is a lot of like you know hot takes and like this is my opinion and Mm -hmm. everyone else is dumb and there's not a ton yeah. of room for like nuance, you know. And I, I'll talk more about this mm-hmm. later, but um, yeah, yeah. So I definitely I like the podcast format as well. It's difficult. I agree. I mean, because especially on Twitter, I think it's like tone comes through. Tweet people take tone through tweets, and it's very easy for. I mean, of course, you can get it with most people where they're very obvious. Like when people are passive aggressive on Twitter, that I'm just like I just mm-hmm. ignore it. But then it's like you have people who just like you don't have to give an opinion on everything, especially if you're not familiar with something like we've, we've probably seen it that a hundred times where someone speaks on something prematurely and they have no idea what they're talking yeah, about. Yeah. And then they just embarrass I mean, themselves. Uh, yeah. They embarrass themselves. They get canceled. And it's just like, I'm more of like, and I, I share my opinions on Twitter, but like, I've never been, one of those people that like shame other folk. Well, you know, like within reason. Like if I find if somebody's on my tw- follow me and they love R. Kelly, they can unfollow well, me. Well, I mean, um, at this point, there's no, there's no excuse. Exactly. I don't want to hear a twenty-minute song called "I Admit." Yeah. He admitted to go- dating younger women. I'm just like I'm so tired because, but it's it's. I didn't so, even put R. Kelly on this it, list uh, just because I know, like, oh my god. I know. And everybody wants to be like, pray for our cat. I'm like, screw that. I ain't praying for him. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm tired of people like, oh, he's sick and he's not well. I'm like, yeah, yeah he's sick. He's, but that doesn't mean 
Ugh, it's a whole bunch of mess. <sighs> yeah, all right. Well, we're going to start out with yeah. some light conversation before we get into some serious topics. Yeah. We're going to talk about anime for a Let's minute, then we'll talk about some Comic-Con stuff briefly, and then we can get into uh, some Twitter drama at the end. So, um... Sounds um, So, my first question is, uh, I know, Lanisha, you're big in the anime. What was... Mm-hmm. Oh, it can either be the first anime show that you watched, or the fir- what was the first show that kind of got you into anime, do you think? Mm. I feel like, mo- like most young black nerds, Toonami was on when I was at home, when I got mm-hmm. home from school. And I fell right into that sweet spot of, it was Dragon Ball Z, Outlaw Star, and Sailor Moon. So it's not really just one specific... It can, I can't choose between the three of them. Like, obviously, I feel like younger me would have been like, ooh, magical girls and cute outfits and fighting bad guys. Like, that really drew my attention. But also, like, I love sci-fi. Like, those are the shows that, like, built up my interest, like, as a young kid. Just because, like, I got to see women being the heroes. And, you know, like, it's not like you see a Disney princess all the time. Which is nothing wrong with that, because I love that, too. But... It was basically Outlaw Star and Dragon Ball Z and Sailor Moon. Those are like my three big staples that I remember watching all the time when I was little. Like my first three anime because they all came on. Yeah, def- uh, yeah. I mean, I definitely I'm familiar enough with the Toonami block. So an interesting thing about me mm-hmm. is that my parents did not believe in cable when I was super young. Yeah, I know. Same. So I, I had I was one of the struggle children who would have to go over a friend's house pretty much every day to see a lot of the shows yep. that will be on like Cartoon Network and Toonami and that kind of stuff. Cause my household, I don't think we got cable in the house until I was maybe, maybe like nine, you know, my, mm-hmm. I have a younger sister who was spoiled because we got it when she was like, we're five years apart. So she was probably four at the time, you know? Uh-huh. So she never knew what it was without it. <laughs> but I will definitely say that they, they still showed a few anime shows. I think, I don't, it might have been like, I forget what network it was, but I think it was like Channel 50. I'm not sure. But they played Yu-Gi-Oh! Mm. And it was weird because like a lot of the kids growing up were super into Pokemon, but like Yu-Gi-Oh! was like my thing. Like mm-hmm. I was obsessed with that show to the scourge of my parents. I collected the cards. <laughs> I played, I had the video games. I remember, did you, how familiar are you with Yu-Gi-Oh? Okay. Oh, I watched Yu-Gi-Oh! Because just like you, I had the drought of no cable for at least 10 years just because my dad decided that, you know what, we don't really need cable. We're so busy. Um, as long as we got the basic channels, we're fine. So like about, I just remember it being like a long period of time, no cable. So my entertainment depended on channel 11 and how early I could get up on Saturday mornings and how early I could get up before I went to school on weekdays because I think WB, like the same channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was WB. WB I forget what channel it was. It was like 50 or 20 or one of those. I'm not sure. WB Kids. Yeah, it was WB Kids. It's different for everybody. But, um, and Yu-Gi-Oh! I watched Yu-Gi-Oh! all the time because I could could watch that and it was anime-ish. Well, it is an anime um, but then, like, what else? they did Pokemon on there, so it's like, that was how I got most of my anime during that time. Yeah, no, I mean, it was definitely, like, that was a solid block if you did not have cable, you know what I mean? But I was so mm-hmm. into Yu-Gi-Oh, like, I had, I went and bought, like, the dual disc, like, the actual dual disc, like, the big <laughs> heavy ones that you could, like, pull, that you, like, put on your arms. I had them take, I yeah. got my Yu-Gi-Oh cards taken away at school and, like, cry, like, it was, yeah, yeah. it was... Yeah, that so that definitely was probably like my first 
my first show. But I mean, yeah, I mean, Dragon Ball Z, Outlaw Star, Sailor Moon, those are all classics. I kind of had to play catch up mm-hmm. with the internet eventually. Once, like, anime mm-hmm. streaming became a thing. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Oh, yeah. LimeWire helped also because we could My dad wasn't going to pay for cable, but he was okay with this downloading from LimeWire. So that's how I could get, like, a Naruto episode here, a Dragon Ball Z, Z movie here. So I found my way. You got to be crafty, I think, when you're, like, a young black nerd and you didn't Yeah, and you have no money. No, for sure. Cause... And no money. Because I just. Yes. I remember being amazed because I think. I think Naruto first came out on, like, Cartoon Network. When it, and. I, yeah. They had some of the episodes on CartoonNetwork.com, and they would put up, like, I don't know, like, 15 or so, and eventually, like, it would stop. Mm-hmm. So then I got curious. I was I would, like, look up to see there was more that was going, if, you know, there were more episodes, and then i look out and look, and there's, like, hundreds, and some are in Japanese, and I'm like, okay, well, what is this? And then I just went down the rabbit hole of finding, like, you know, the anime streaming sites, and... At that point, I didn't need TV anymore, and I mean, this was probably middle school at that point, you know? So, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. piracy, I feel like piracy definitely had a um, had a big part of a lot of people getting an anime when they were younger. Yeah, I would say so, because again, you gotta be resourceful. It's either you go into that friend's house who knows your struggle, and you just really want to catch up on everything you're missing out. Or, you know, like me, I think I got back into anime more um, in college. I mean, when I could. Because it's one of those things where it's like, you really don't have time to watch much because you're in school and you got, like, all this other stuff going on. But, like, when I did have time, I was like, I'm going to binge watch at least three different anime shows and be good. Yeah, I'm pretty sure... Cause look, I still follow One Piece, which is why I think I think I tweeted. Mm-hmm. I think the author Ooh. said he's like eighty percent done. And I'm like, oh, so twenty more years. I think I made a joke on Twitter about it. I I started. It was like a Christmas break in high school where I just started watching One Piece, and I made it through maybe like a good half over like a holiday break. It was crazy. Like that was pretty much the only wow. thing I did. I was probably I don't know ninth, tenth grade, something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I mean, wow. yeah, ben, I feel like I feel like anime fans were like the original binge watchers. You know what I mean? I mean, I think so because when you find like a series and then you find out that like, oh, there's three seasons of this series because again, I feel like while we know there's long-lasting anime um shows that have been on for like a long time, there are so many more like one season or 13 episode never going to be picked up again like didn't have a good like didn't have have an actual mm-hmm. ending show so it's easy it's so easy to find like a series and watch it and then do it again because what like 22 minutes an episode you get 13 episodes you can squeeze in two of them if you have no oh yeah no i no for All real day. i mean you can you, you can, can finish a series in a day if you you know mm-hmm. if you have the time but yeah i if you're that determined you can i just I don't advise it because I feel like people end up watching something that's going to drain them emotionally and be upset and in their feelings. So, yeah, no, definitely. So, um, a question I wanted to ask you was, um, I, I guess it's just kind of general. Do you have any favorite current mm-hmm. show anime shows right now? Anything do you either? It could be like something that's like thirteen episodes or anything that's like anything that's long running is fine too. Do you have, what are kind of like some of your favorite shows out right now? Do you think? Mm. Attack on Titan yeah, for sure. I mean, um, 
Yeah, I think that's a staple. I think any. I think most people are pretty crazy about it. Um, I really got into it last year, um, just because I heard from the first when, during when the second season aired. Because I'm more of the, I'm the kind of person where I don't like to wait a long time for things. So I will put off watching a season just so I can wait until the next season, so I can have at least more than one thing to watch in between. But now I'm all caught up. So there's that. Um, um, my Hero. Oh Academy. yeah, My Hero Academia. I yeah, I mean that. it just. Yeah, My Hero. Yeah, I love that I show. I love that one. It's it's such a like it is such a great palate cleanser. Like I love nerdy things. I love superhero movies and shows. But it's like when you get burnt out on like the DC and the yeah. Marvel stuff, and you just want something different. It is such a nice change of, change of pace. But it's just it revitalizes your interest in superheroes if you if you get burnt out on watching shows like The Flash or Arrow or whatever other TV shows Marvel has because like the movies are one thing that's long form, yeah. but it's a, like I w- I just want to watch a show about heroes and it doesn't have to be connected to like this yeah. super huge universe. It's self-contained. I mean they have their own universe, but it's good. It's so well contained and like every character gets a story. Like, everyone gets Yeah, and I also feel like, I mean, don't get me wrong, like, anime fandoms, like, have their drama, but, like, I feel Mm -hmm. like with, like, Marvel and DC stuff now, because it's, they're so, like, these movie franchises are so big, and they're getting so much media attention, there's so much money involved, and you've got all these Mm -hmm. different celebrities and all these moving parts, you feel like there's, like, some scandal, like, every week that, you know, I feel like almost, like, campers the enjoyment a little bit, you know? And I feel like with anime, mm-hmm. since it's made in another country, because like, I'm sure there's there's definite drama in that industry, but like us as Americans, we don't we don't really see it, so we don't really have to deal with it. So you're allowed to, I feel like, escape to anime a little bit more compared to mm-hmm. like American entertainment, you know? Oh no, for sure. I think that's the best thing about it is like you were bombarded with American entertainment all the time and it's not a bad thing, but it is a thing where it's like you kind of get burnt out and you lose interest. So you need a break. You need like a, like I call it a palate cleanser. I like going to watch, like I can go and be excited about um, Shazam that's going to be coming out. Um, and Aquaman looks good. But I, oh yeah, it looks good. But it's kind of like I want something different. Like I want a different story. I want different characters. I want something just different. And I get that from anime. Like, and it's nice that I can go to um, My Hero Academia just because it's, you know, it's interesting. It's a good story and everything. Um, oh, and then I guess to answer your other, the question again, uh, what was it? I, it's on the tip of my tongue. I just lost it. Dagnabbit. It'll come back to me. It was a really good it's one. Not, is it, is it the rom-com one? Oh. Yes, the rom-com one it, that was on... Um, Amazon Prime. It's Walter Coy. Okay, yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen it yet. No, I've heard, I've heard good things about it. It's great. I love the manga. Um, it's just a, again, it's a great palate cleanser, especially like for people who like. I'm such a weird mix of an anime fan. Where like, yes, I want romance, but I also want violence and fighting and bloodshed, and I want my emotions to be wrecked. So I have to like, I watch Attack on Titan, and then I watch like some romantic anime, but. My biggest pet peeve with some anime is that, like, there's never the actual romance. It's just, like, it always ends with somebody confessing, and it's an open-ended story. You don't... It's like, I know you have, like, I know that's going to be some more of the discussion, so we can get into it. Um, But, yeah, those are just some of my top ones right now. Yeah, I mean, I think think part of it, though, I, like... 
and this is the thing with like just writing romance in general happy couples are very boring to watch you know what i mean and like cause mm-hmm. even in like even oh, yeah. in like real life like because like it, it, like okay i've had friends where they get in like long-term relationships and they like don't want to do anything mm-hmm. anymore you know what i mean like they get to a point in like whatever mm-hmm. their relationship they're in that it's just very you know they hang out at home and they eat and that's pretty much all they do you know what i'm saying and mm-hmm. and oh, no, i agree he- i mean it's like and ugh, that's not fun either i want them to be like that this is why I like Wiltakoy is because it's a romantic comedy, but it's very much like they are adults, so they're twenties, they're in their twenties, like mid twenties, twenty six, mm-hmm. twenty five, and they work in an office, so it's about their daily lives and their date, and it includes some of the, so there's two couples and it's about their mm-hmm. dating lives, um, and, but it isn't like lovey dovey. It's like real, like it's so relatable to the fact of just like yeah we're adults we don't have time to like watch or read read the anime read the manga or watch the anime that we want to watch or like but then also you're talking they're talking about like oh what was an issue um just trying to get connector not connector trying to connect more to the person they're mm-hmm. dating um because you know like that's a thing like some people just throw themselves into relationships where it's like no sometimes you got to go at your own pace um you gotta like establish the re- things change once you're in a relationship with the person, and I think it's kind of it's just it's relatable in different ways. Like it's not one of those oh big huge hard eyes and always loving one another and like just, it's not one of those cutesy ones. That's what I like about it, and it's about adults. It's not about yeah. teenagers. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I I don't see yeah I mean in anime period they love to have people that are teenagers. You know they don't really. Oh my god! And I think, and, and I think mm-hmm. part of it is because like high school is like relatable to everyone. And I'm, and you can correct mm-hmm. me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure in Japan, like like college and that kind of stuff is not something that like everyone gets to do. You know. I mean, I'm, as far as I know, I imagine it's more like some people will probably like go. It's not uncommon for like it's like us. It's not uncommon for most people to just go get a job. Yeah after high school it's not uncommon it's like um i mean they test to get into schools and stuff like that but i don't think it's that different from us but i just don't think um i think it's because people have it's not a misconception but it is a thing where people just assume that like japan is one of the leaders in education so everybody must be going to school but i don't i think i guess when people hear like they do get just regular like hourly jobs um so i don't know I don't know enough enough about Japan culture. I would like to go there. Yeah, I would like pretty to sure everybody Tokyo. would. I would. It just looks like so beautiful. Not even like not just because like I'm an anime fan, but just because like well, one the Hayao Miyazaki theme park is gonna happen now, so I'm excited about that. Yeah, but he also he, just because like, he likes to the say that he's retired and then he's he never does. We know that's a lie. Yeah, he never retires. We know that's a lie. And I'm fine with him lying. I don't care. He can just keep coming out of retirement and making movies. I just hate his rule about never doing sequels. Yeah. Well, you oh, know, it's the res- it's so... like the reverse of the U.S. where we do sequels way too much. And remakes. He, we would be so spoiled. Yeah. Oh my god. I don't. I don't even want anybody to ever remake or. I mean, as much as it would be wonderful to see a live action of what a Hayao Miyazaki movie would look like. I don't want to see that happen. I don't want to see it destroyed. I mean, if they could, if they could do it right, that's fine. But I don't want it to be like 
Fo- well, Fox has no Fox ain't gonna do it, but you know, like so, I would I would see Disney. Disney and Hayao Miyazaki have had that relationship yeah, for distribution. Well, but like, if Disney finally runs out of ideas for um, making their live action movies, I'm I swear if they hit up Studio Ghibli, I I don't know. They already got me concerned with this Mulan movie. Yeah, it, yeah, the Mulan movie. There, the more I hear about it, the less Mulan I like about and it. Aladdin. Same, Mulan and Aladdin. I'm just kind of like, I mean, I'm going because I want to support two big projects that are like primarily um, people of color are in the cast. And I'm like, that's where, that's where you're torn at. It's like, we have, like, no, it's not that we have to. It's that I want to support it because this is a movie that's going to have predominantly Asian Americans, I mean, Asian actors overall in Mulan. And then you have a movie like Aladdin where there's going to be even more people of color in it too. So it's like, but then they keep coming out with stuff like, oh, we're going to insert this white character into Aladdin. And I'm just like, there was never anybody I want, white in Aladdin. I want you to hold that thought, because when we talk about uh, the Titans uh, fiasco, I, I think that we yeah. can definitely get into that a little bit more. But, um... For sure. But yeah, no, bring on the other yeah, questions. Yeah, I know like, yeah, yeah. So, um, another thing I was going to say is, uh, I do like the romances, too. Um, there was one from mm-hmm. a while back called School Rumble that I thought was really good. I don't know if you've heard school. Oh, I yeah. remember school, school rumble. rumble. It was Wait. like it, it's a comedy, pretty much. It's a high school romance comedy. Uh, I do remember it, and it was like I remember because the one character they made jokes about him um, looking like a kappa. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah, tall, yeah. the super tall, buff student. Um, he was in love with the main character girl, and she was just clueless. Yeah, as he ever was in love with the that. main character girl, and she was in love with someone else, and that was like the crux of a show. Mm-hmm. And there's like tons of other characters they throw in there, but I liked School Rumble for mm-hmm. the fact that like the main the main guy who's like this delinquent, he never gets what he wants. You know what I mean? I'm sorry. Could you say? Sorry, I was gonna say that. Um, I like that show because like the main the main character dude, the delinquent, he never like gets what he wants, you know. And it was Mm -hmm. it definitely like flipped the trope of like because you know a lot of animes will have like the bland protagonist that has like a harem of women for like no reason. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? Very. Oh my god. There's way too many. Like there's so much of that, and like the dudes will usually bring like nothing to the table at all. Mm-hmm. You know, and I understand that like Japan mm-hmm. has like the whole like harem genre and that kind of stuff, but it's just it gets to a point. It's just like it's exhausting, and I like School Rumble just for the mm-hmm. fact that it didn't do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying for sure. It's just, I mean, there's been tons of anime where there's just like someone who is very uncharismatic, or you're just like looking like, why does everybody want him? And it's like, or the, he's the hero, and you're just like, but there's so many better characters around them. But I get that it's because people love an underdog. Yeah, definitely. I'm also watching, um, so, I mean, I watched My Hero and Attack on Titan too. Those are both good shows. Have you ever watched uh, Steins mm-hmm. Gate? Steins Gate. Uh, what is it about? Time I'm travel, eccentric, scientist. It's very That's sci, funny. it's a sci-fi I'm just like, oh no, I've heard about it though. No, I haven't yeah, seen this. Steins Gate, it's a good show. I would highly recommend it. There's like, they're having a, the second season is on right now. It's there's a little bit of romance in it, but it is it's a time travel show about a scientist and 
and it's fringe. It's it's very hard to kind of explain, like, right off the bat. But it's definitely, like, mm-hmm. I, I'll put it this way. It is a very, like, emotional show. And if you're into stuff that can be, like, a little dark and, like, some crazy things can happen, I would definitely, yep, I would up. definitely recommend it. Yep, sign me up. You said dark. That fits me. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but no, I think, yeah, no, I'm familiar with this because I even, like, had it marked down to watch it just because I do enjoy time traveling. Like, I love anything that's usually sci-fi related. Um, so, and And, it, and it's done, Another and the time travel, tra- the time traveling is done in, like, a, and it's not, it's not a, it's not like the Flash where it's, like, abused. It, it there's, like, there's, like, mm-hmm. It's hard to explain, but there are, like, rules that they can and can't follow, and it's not like, it's yeah. not like, say, it's not like The Flash or something like that, where it's like, oh, I'll travel back in time and fix this problem, you know? So, But I would definitely, gotcha. um, I would definitely recommend it. Um, I think, so I have one here, I'm trying to, mm, I have one here, underrated anime so are there any like 12 episode shows that like maybe you wish got a second season but they never did Mm. it's not underrated because people love it i know i say it's underrated because it hasn't gotten the second Mm -hmm. season yet i'm just trying to like i mean seraph of the end i saw it yeah i know you're talking about the vampires yeah so it's kind of yeah, the vampires and the demons and, like, all this stuff. Like, and, it get, and it's very, very good. But it's it's the famous, they greenlit the manga for an anime. And then, you know, you run out of space between anime episodes and manga chapters. So it's kind of like, you gotta wait until you get out at least another 30-so chapters so you can tell the next series, like, tell the next season mm-hmm. of the story. So I kind of feel like... Is it underrated? I'm like, uh. It's kind of hard to say. It's underrated because I wish they would just, like, make the anime mm-hmm. episodes. But they're, but I'm trying to think of, like, something that's more appropriately for underrated. Like, what what would you say is an underrated one? An underrated show? So, uh, I'm trying to, th- so there was a show a while back. It was called, um, Akame Ga Kill. It was on two years ago. Mm-hmm. It was pretty much about, like, a group of assassins that, like, there's like this. There's like this yeah. fascist, like the, the like kingdom is controlled by like a fascist like regime, and there's this group of assassins yep, that are it. like fighting against mm-hmm. them. You know, they're part of like a rebel faction. And for a while, it was like a pretty decent show. You know, like it was a pretty decent show. Mm-hmm. And it had some good fights, a lot of interesting characters with interesting powers. And but the thing, like the thing is, like the anime, they gave it like a filler ending. And unlike some shows, well, they'll do like, um, well, they'll just like end it, or like the mon- where like, at like a certain manga chapter, and it'll be like to be continued, and then Yoda's never get a season. They had mm. it. They had one of those anime only endings that was just like terrible, and totally oh, separate from the sad. manga, and super disappointing. But there was like a good like. There was, like, a good 19 episodes where it was, like, a fun ride until they start just radically changing stuff at the end and just, like, murdering mm. half the cast that's still alive in the manga. And you're just like, what? what what's going on? Mm-hmm. No, I agree. When that, It's just, again, it's great that we get more anime out, uh, like, whenever, whenever it comes out. But uh, when it's... When you know, like, it's based off of a manga and then 
the story either they stick to like sticking it to the manga chapters and trying to like align it but then you have like the manga author is trying to write the manga and get that produced while also i guess contributing to the anime Mm -hmm. team so it's just it's a lot of like there's a lot of working parts and i can only imagine where it's like it's very simple for some people to like well you already have the chat the manga planned out right well i'm like i don't know what it takes to like make all i mean it's drama i mean they work those mm-hmm. those right those artists they work oh, yeah. so hard, very hard. Like I remember, was it um, Bokugo? No, what is it? Oh, Bakuman. That was like the. It was an anime too, but it was about, like a manga yeah, based that industry. Off of the, yeah, like, I remember that being about being a mangaka, like which is a manga author. And I was just like, wow, the struggle you have to do just to become like to actually get picked up one. And then to continually put out something that will sell, that's just, wow. I mean, because it, it starts off like, and this has been out for a while, but like it starts off with the main character. His uncle was a mangaka, and mangaka, or however people want to pronounce it. Um, you know, I'm either saying it wrong mm-hmm. or right. He, um, his uncle died from exhaustion from working on his manga for so much like so much time so it's just wow you can really work yourself to death in that kind of field because people are trying to meet deadlines and if they don't have the team or staff to help them do it and then it's also the stress of like well people keep reading your story i mean like yeah one piece they're good that guy's good he's got his base and people are still following he's in and out of the hospital though that's the that's the only thing like one piece if you read it weekly it goes on breaks a lot because he's the writer's been having mm-hmm. health issues yeah. just because he's been writing forever. And I'm just like, yeah. just take all the time you need, please. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's true, and you kind of have to... Sorry about no, the noise in the back. Um, but, um, what was I gonna say? No, like, for real, no, because that's been a thing with, like, a lot of manga authors where they'll, like, make an announcement, like, sorry, we'll pick this back up, and like august and you know like it's may or like because they need breaks like you, you just can't keep working yourself yeah, I, to death like that. i almost no wish like they would i don't know take like six months off and then just have manga straight for six months and like write it in advance and like go on vacation and that kind of stuff because i do think mm-hmm. those authors really do burn themselves out you know and it's like, mm-hmm. all right, and it's like, dude, you don't, you shouldn't like literally be dying for writing comic books. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I agree. I mean, like, look at George R. R. Martin. It's taken him what five plus years to write the last book of Game of Thrones, but that's a lot of story and planning, and there's just so much that you're doing in the book alone. Like, that's a lot of stuff to try to then put it on a page. And then, like, it, writing and, like, people might think that writing isn't, like, something that you can be exhausted from, but you can. It is. It takes a lot to do that as a creative. I'm like, I'm not a writer, but I just know I don't have that, what is it? I don't have that motivation to the be a grit, writer like that. I think that's probably the term yeah. we're looking for. My dad likes that term. Yeah. The grit. The grit, the motivation, the desire to be okay with having to rewrite something after someone has edited it and then rewrite it again. Like, so I've heard people have to like do so many rewrites and it's exhausting. I can only imagine all the work they put into it. Yeah. I, yeah, I, that's a job I definitely couldn't do. I, 
I like my nine to five. I can go home, you know, yeah. relax. Sometimes I do like some freelance stuff, but like I get to control when I do that. So it's not, you know, it, it, it oh, would yeah, never same. be something I'd like kill myself over. Yeah. There's a reason why I decided I used to want to be like an entertainment blogger, like, cause I do like talking about a lot of things and I used to like write about, about stuff, but then I'm just like, I really just don't have the time to write about it. So I'd rather just talk about it on a podcast. Yeah. I mean, even with me and like some of my YouTube stuff, like I've slow, I tried to do a video every week. It's hard. Mm-hmm. And like, even, yeah, and I, yeah, and I, I'm starting to dig podcasting a lot more just cause like the production is easier, you know? But, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I did, like, YouTube videos every week for, like, almost two years, and I just got, like, um, I just got burnt out at a certain point. Oh, yeah, you can. It's very easy And even, to, and I know your you friend gotta, with, like, um, uh, Stu Dippin'. I'm pretty sure, yeah. I think this is his last year of being on YouTube. I think he made an announcement uh, about that, or something like that. Or at least he's gonna cut back. Yeah. Because I know he's, ha- I know he has kids now, too. Mm-hmm. He just had okay. his first son. The little ador- most adorable yeah, I saw little that. baby I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's understandable because life comes at you fast. Things change. St- our schedules change. And then also self-care is a very major thing where it's like if we don't take care of ourselves, you have to take care of yourself first because you can't expect somebody else to do it. So if you keep burning yourself out and, like, not taking the time to actually rest and you know, just again, I'm I just really advocate for people taking self care, especially creatives, because while everyone needs it, I feel like creatives are people that burn themselves out the most because they are the hardest on themselves when it comes to their work mm-hmm. too. No, definitely. Yeah. So, um, one question I have for you is that we can talk about uh, anime has a lot of tropes. So there, mm-hmm. I like so there are anime tropes that I love, and there are some that I just despise. So, I mean. I've kind of been pointing out a lot of the questions to you first, but I can talk about um, some of my like loved and hated tropes of anime. Just period. One thing I one thing I've mm-hmm. always liked about anime that you know they just do not do in American entertainment. Period is like anime's always just had great action, you know, and they and they're yeah. able to have fights that go on for like you know multiple episodes. It, it, compared to like yeah. I don't know if you're watching a fight in like any American show like The Flash or something everything's like you know it'll be like 60 seconds you know and that mm-hmm. that was true because like it, I, I've always just loved the art form of like battle in a lot of different shows you know yeah I do too just because like it's I would say, like, when you watch anime and, like, the actions are fluid. Like, because then, you know, like, it's very easy for some people to, like, do blur lines like we see in Dragon mm-hmm. Ball Z. And, like, sometimes, like, I do, I enjoy Dragon Ball Z Super because they slander Goku all the time and it's funny now and they focus on Vegeta more. But, um, to my point, it's, like, when you find the animes that really focus on, like, how the body moves and how it reacts when it, like, is hit or when it is dancing. And, like, you find that and you're just, like, that's really, like, it's just the attention to detail yeah. that I love, especially like in that form of art. It's just it's beautiful. Because you just see. you do not see that in like American entertainment. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. if you do, it's rare. I would say like you might see it like 
I'm trying to think of like the last time I saw. Oh, I mean, Into the Badlands. I would say is like those action sequences are good, but like as far as like animation mm-hmm. wise, it's far and in between when you think about it. And if it is, it's people who loved anime that are now the ones who like Avatar the show. stuff like that and Avatar, Steven Universe, Vo- like Voltron. those kind of shows, like those Voltron. Like yeah, all those people love like grew up loving like shows they watch from anime and then they like incorporated art styles or movements from those shows so i think it's awesome yeah like because i honestly if i'm bored i will go on youtube and just literally just watch my favorite fights from shows before because mm. even like uh you you watch naruto through the end right no no i'm gonna make i mean I'm, I'm pretty proud about this i have no shame um i kind of fell off with naruto uh-huh. at a certain point and it's same thing for Bleach with me. And I would say I just got mm-hmm. tired of it because there were so many fillers. But it's weird. Like I, It's not that I hate fillers. It's more so that, like, I just took a step back because I just couldn't The time to it, yeah. Every, the time That's to what it. That's what Naruto. Naruto is literally infamous for its filler sagas. Yeah, and I have no problem with the fillers, really. It's just, like, I just would, like, it's, like, with Bleach, I was just, like, I just want to know how it ends. We are on episode 500-something. I'm tired. I'm, like, it just kept on going and going. As much as I love the show, and then, like, after you take a break, you got to go back and catch up to it. I'm just, like, one day I will go back and finish Naruto, or I'll just start watching Boruto. Boruto. Yeah. Yeah. They, um... You're not Boruto. I'm, you're not missing too much, though. Though yeah, last week, I, mean, I don't. Did you ever see the movie for Boruto? Okay. No, but then I didn't bother. All right. With well, it. all right. So they, the they, they did kind of the same thing they did with Super and Boruto, where they like redid the movie story and like expanded on it. And like mm. last week, because like Boruto's been pretty like meh. Last week, I don't know what happened. I think they had like a special animator come in. They had this fight where like adult mm-hmm. Naruto and Sasuke team up and fight the villain, and it's like oh, I've been seeing yeah, the it's clip. Been, it yeah. was like twenty minutes of like movie quality like animation, like it was like mm-hmm. I'm just like where was this for like sixty episodes? Like I understand like there's money that goes into it and there's o- and they can only yeah. use certain animators and that kind of stuff, but like. I was, but I saw mm-hmm. it and it was like it was amazing. I felt like I was watching like mm-hmm. old classic Naruto again. It would be like Sasuke yeah. throws a giant shuriken and then the bad guy dodges it and then the shuriken like transforms in Naruto and then Naruto punches him in the face and you're just like, oh my god! But yeah, no, I hear you. Like and like I saw the clip and I'm like, this might make me actually start watching it. But like I know that Boruto doesn't really, it's not really about Naruto and the other adult, the other main characters that are now adults. And I mean, like you get glimpses of them. And I think it's more like one of those things where it's like, you see a character that was a kid when you were a kid. So you just want to see how they're doing. All my biggest concern about Naruto was as long as him and Hanada got together at the end, which happened. And they made a movie about it. Which Mm -hmm. which Which was actually pretty good. Cause it like, I mean, I just... Because they... Yeah, I think it was called Naruto The Last. Because, like, the movie kind of, like, illustrates... like It kind of takes you through, like, Naruto and Hinata's relationship, you know? From, like, the beginning. Mm-hmm. And you it, it sells you on the fact that those two should end up together. Because Naruto yeah. even has a conversation with, like, Sakura in the movie. 
And Sakura was like, Naruto, you never liked me. Like, not really. She even said, like, you honestly were competing yeah. with Sasuke and using me as, like, and I was a part of that. Like, they explain, like, like the logic that, you know, in the movie, you know, from the show. So they actually really did a good job. And it was like... Mm-hmm. No, and it, it was like, like and it. even and like Sakura is like the wing woman in the movie, and she's like Hinata's literally been there like since you were a child, and you just weren't paying attention because you were obsessed with Sasuke the entire time, you know. So mm-hmm. it it was a good movie. Oh, yeah, I'll have to check it out, especially like I think it's on. Okay, is this on Netflix? Uh, it might be. I, I might I have can... to do that. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll I'll post about it on Twitter. I'll look for it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> thanks, thanks. Um, but yeah, that's a good one. I'm sorry, because we got into talk about Naruto. What it was about it was about love. It was oh, about yeah, tropes. Uh, love and hated tropes. Now, as oh, gotcha, gotcha. Um, yeah, like you said, like we talked about the romance one. It's kind of like a big one for me where I hate I hate when it is like literally a romance anime, but the entire season is someone trying to work up the nerve to yeah. confess. Yeah. And they don't. And then it's just like, they don't. And it's just like, there's no, like, resolve. There's no, there's no resolvement. Like, it's just, I don't like those. Um, I don't care for, like, the harem. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not um, surprised. It's not, it's just, it's not my thing. I'm, I'm <sighs> sure somebody loves it. That's somebody's fan service, but it's just, especially when it makes no sense. I mean, I think what I think is revolutionarily, what would be revolutionary is if they make an anime where the girl is the one that has a harem. It Which exists. Is, I think there's some anime, but I think of it as like, but not like, but not like in that creepy, um, mature way. Like I Fruits just mean Basket like, or something like that. You know, Have you ever heard of it? Yeah. It's... Yeah. Fritz Basket, but I want action. Yeah. And I want, I want her to be just like very confident. In herself, yeah, because um, that's oh, that's another one. Women yeah, in the, anime the, the harem, the harem anime like genre has to me like as I get older, the creepier it is to me. Like, and there's some mm-hmm. like there's some tropes, and this I was gonna get into this with hated tropes, but certain tropes need to die. Like lolis, I'm si- it's gotta go. It's gross. Yeah. It's weird. You're like sexualizing children. Like it makes me uncomfortable. And yeah. they'll try to, like, save it and be like, oh, I'm a thousand-year-old vampire that looks like a ten-year-old. And I'm just <laughs> like, does it stop? I would like for that to stop, too, especially when it's, like, their love interest is, like, a 20-something-year-old man. And it's, like, I just, I don't, which is weird to say because, like, I, do you watch, um, Seven yeah. Deadly Sins? Yeah, Or, so, I like that show. And I love Bond yeah. and Elaine. And I, but Elaine you know, looking like weird. a child to me, it's just like, it's weird, but then it's like her brother is the same way. He's a fairy too. So, and like uh, Elaine being a fairy who is just like, I'm 10,000 yeah. years old. I'm just like, but she can alter, then we know she can also alter her appearance, but she just doesn't do it. Like, that's what her brother does. He alters his appearance to look older, um, to this, to look less childlike. Cause I guess to them, they are like, they appear to look like. 14, 15 years old, but it's still a little unnerving. Like, if you were, like, to watch it and have, like, no context of, like, how old she is, 
it is weird. Yeah, it's just it. I just I I feel like I don't. Is that like a fetish that writers have? Like I don't know, but like I don't know if it's a fetish. I feel like again, it goes back to fan service. Yeah. But you know, like people, some authors do have a thing where it's like, oh, let's make them look younger. It's like it's same thing in American entertainment though. When you think about it, like people are obsessed with teenage dramas. Yeah, like Riverdale. Did you um, Did you watch season two? You. Okay. Not yet, but everyone keeps telling me it goes to garbage uh, because of the serial killer. Yeah. And Archie ends up on trial. So I'm kind of just like, I really don't care for spoilers on it, but at the same time, I'm just like, I'll mentally prepare myself and I, I'll go in as blind as possible. Yeah, well, because the thing is, the thing about anime is that like, anime has a share of problematic tropes, but I do think like, there's like almost like the memification of it that gets a little, it gets a little xenophobic because like, I, you know, I, when I watch anime in college and whatnot, you know, I lived in dorms and stuff, so, you know, you, I'd have people that would, like, tease me sometimes and that kind of stuff, and uh, someone would always go, like, dude, mm-hmm. are you watching hentai? You know? Any show oh, would be God. like, dude, is that hentai again? You know? And I do think there is, like, you know, a bit of a stereotype of, like, oh, you know, those crazy Japanese, and they're, like, you know, weird, you know, mm-hmm. cartoon porn and that kind of stuff. But the fact is, like, people ignore the fact that, America has some really weird stuff, you know? Oh, heck yeah. Like, no, like you're talking sure. about... They do that sorry, too. I didn't mean like... to cut you off. But I'm oh, no, saying that, like, you're talking about shows like Riverdale. We hire a bunch of 20-somethings to play teenagers, and, you know, they're hypersexualized. Mm-hmm. For sure. I mean, it even happens in American comic books. You, we've The whole discussion of, like, how teenagers need to be presented in comic books has been going on for a little bit over, like, it, I mean, this discussion's been going on for a while, but it's like, y- as soon as a character turns 18, the artist, some artists feel like that means they can do a picture of her with her back splayed out, and, like, I'm thinking, I'm thinking of, like, the Spider-Woman one. Yeah. Um, there's, like, if, if, if basically, if y'all were to do I know what you're talking about, yeah, yeah, yeah. Up. But then there's also, like, Riri Williams, She's a sixteen-year-old girl, and that one guy he drew like a variant. She looked like a pinup model, and like yeah, yeah, looked like a pinup model. And we're just like, you're missing the point of how over-sexualized, especially when it comes to a woman of color, how often that happens. Like we are constantly over-sexualized in media, and then like when you take like a Latin woman or you take like a black woman, Asian woman, like you just they turn it up to the max. And it's not necessary to tell the story. Like, why is the 16-year-old got uh, hips for days? And, like, th- it doesn't contribute to the story. But people are like, oh, what are you talking about? That's how women in comics are drawn. But I'm like, but she's a child. She's yeah, 16. and I, yeah, so, yeah, so the kind of the reason I brought that up is because, like, a lot of, like, people want to treat, like, sexualizing teenagers as, like, a Japanese problem when, uh, theoretically, it's probably a worldwide issue. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, we do it, too, and I don't want to get, like, too weird here, but even if you get into stuff like, like, actual, like, you know, like, pornography and stuff like that, the categories are going to be, like, mm-hmm. barely 18, barely legal, you know what I mean? So, like, that interest Oof. of stuff, like, definitely exists, you know, in our culture. So I just think, I, I think it's yeah. a very interesting thing, like, to think about, you know what I mean? I, I agree. It is very much, like, everybody, I think, has to, like, own up to, like, this exists in our culture, mm-hmm. too. So, to just, like, kind of say, like, oh, the Japanese people, it's what they do. I'm like, yes, hentai exists, but also, y'all gross people got, like, 
men enjoy seeing girls dressed up in like crop tops and a yeah, school skirt. Yeah, and no, I mean the school like, girl, the school girl fetish, I mean that is a thing. You know? So absolutely. Yeah, like that's a thing. So I'm just like y'all yeah, check your own, like check your own things before you start shaming other people. I'm like I'm not I'm not like justifying like the whole sexualizing children in any yeah. culture. It's just a very gross thing. Oh, just and speaking of which, whenever another trope is um like in mm-hmm. Sailor Moon and this is like a widely known one, but like we know that Momoro, Momoro you know, I'm just going to call them by the English names cuz I'm not going to butcher them. But on, I'm going to call her by her Japanese name. Usagi and her boyfriend, um, Darren or whatever, he's in college and she's like finishing mm-hmm. up eighth grade. So I'm like, again, very uncomfortable, especially in this new um, Sailor Moon crystal. It's very heavily suggested that they had sex. But then it, everyone is always like, well, the age of consent in Japan is different. I'm just like, okay, but... It's still weird. Still. It's still weird. I can never get behind it. Yeah, well, because, like, even for me, because, like, I'll definitely say, like, you know, when when I was in, like, middle school, high school, and you're watching, like, sexualized teenagers, it's like, okay, whatever. But now I've recently turned, like, Mm -hmm. 24, and I'm just like, this is, this is weird. Like, I'm like, you know... Mm -hmm. It it, It makes you uncomfortable. definitely. I'm just like, it's like, can you just have your fan service be, like, adults? You know what I mean? But um, I'm trying to. There was another point I wanted to make about this. So you you said you you you're watching a Seven Deadly Sins, right? Okay, yeah, I, I finished. I actually finished the uh, the second season of the anime this week, and even that like oh, the four episode what? one, the one the one with the, the four uh, episodes. There's no. There's actually you probably this is why there's um, so there's there's like that version with the four episodes. It's kind of like fillerish. There's a whole extra yeah. 24 episode, like the real second season. That's it's they dropped only come it out already. Japan so far, so like oh, you can't watch it you, legally. It's you. not on Netflix yet, but I've seen it. Got it. And like there, I don't, I don't want to get too spoilerific with this, but you know how they have that like the romance between like Meliodas and like the princess. Yeah. Yeah. And like, yeah, the groping. yeah, like the groping. It's just like it's unnecessary. And she's like, and I'm it pretty sure much she's like 16, and he's like, and he's like thousands of years old. Meliodas is. Uh, I won't. I'll leave it. I mean, I'm I'm all caught up on the on the manga, so I don't want to like ruin anything. Yeah. Um, but I will let. I we'll we'll keep watching. Yeah, it I, I, I've I've read, but I've it's still enough of it. I think she's like this is a spoiler. Isn't she like reincarnated over mm-hmm. and over again, like the princess is? Yeah. Yeah, she's doomed to continually be reincarnated, and she's actually. Go you want for me to go it. ahead and say it? She's okay. actually an angel. So she's from the goddess okay. tribe. So that's why where it's like, now that I know that, I'm just like, okay, y'all got away with that. But it's, it's still, the, still presentation the presentation of like. Of this yeah. little. Mm-hmm. Even though he also looks like a, a, a child, he looks like a 16 year old, but you know that he's like thousands of years old, yeah. too. So. It's the presentation of, oh, let me just put, uh, let me just, like, make the main the man look, like, younger, like they could be the same age. And I'm just like, oh. Yeah, it's just, they, cool. they it's just, just like mess around with the, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I just, and I mean, like, they make her so docile and, like, I don't know. That's another trope I don't like, because, like, when it's, like, overly making women in anime docile. Mm-hmm. 
Like they can't be more. I like it when a character can be um, multifaceted, that they have more layers Definitely. to them. Yeah, which is like it's not so much. It's getting better. It's getting much better. But I just hate when like the 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 main female character in the anime is typically very quiet, very shy, very reserved. I'm just like, well, if that's the case, I'm out. Yeah, like I, I won't. Yeah, no, I mean it, it's a, and it's just because I, I mean I can't they have their it. they have their character tropes, you know. Like, a Yandere is another one, which is, like, the obsessive, you know, girlfriend type. Like, they have, you know... Like, I, mm. I, I mentioned before, like, you go on TV tropes, and it's all, like, listed with, like, examples of, like, what shows that have, you know, certain characters that fall into those. But, um, the last thing... So, before we jump off anime, I wanted to ask you... So, the last thing that I have on the list are, um... Best girl and best boy. So, if you could pick an anime character to be in a relationship with, who would you pick and uh, why? Best boy. I have I so know. many crushes. Yeah. yeah. It's hard. Um, it is hard. I can say, like, which girl I would like either, to be, like, friends either with. Either or, it's fine. Oh, okay. Um, Rin Tosaka from Fate Stay Night would be, like, who I would want to be friends yeah. with. Because I feel like we have similar work ethics. Like, we work hard and everything. So, like, I would say I would love for us to be yeah. friends. You know what? That um, character is funny. I feel like, because I've seen Fate Stay Night, I feel like it's almost like, I don't know if you've mm-hmm. heard of, like, Hermione syndrome, where... She's more competent yeah. than, like, she really should be the main character. You know what I mean? Which she is. She was the main character for at least like, four episodes, and then they switched like, the focus to being She both is a much better mage than Shiro, for the most part. You know what I mean? Because, like, it's, like, mm-hmm. the same trope with, like, Harry Potter, where everyone's like, Hermione was clearly the better wizard than Harry and Ron. You know what I mean? They like, would have died Hermione could have yeah, been the main like character Shiro. of that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I, exactly. So I definitely see what you're um, saying with, like, Tosaka. Yeah. I'm still trying to think as far as guys. I mean, you know, I'm just going to say... Mm, I'll keep it... Go for it. ...in-house. Who? Huh? No. Sorry? Dang it. It's so hard. Um... No, I'm just going to keep it in-house. I'll say Ar- Archer. Archer. Yeah. Archer. He's cool. From Fate's Day Night. He's cool. He's not a terrible pick. I'll ignore the fact... Yeah, I'm gonna ignore the fact that he's just, like, the future alternate Shiro, because I can't stand him. But I like that he's mature, and I, I like a good-looking, white-haired anime yeah. man. He's the only white-haired anime man I would trust. I mean, I was gonna say Vegeta, because, like, that was my first anime crush. Um, Just, again, because I could identify with the character. But I guess I have a tr- some... I have some kind of feeling for anime men who are violent but not abusers, at least not towards women. Yeah, no, I, I, I kind of, <laughs> I, I see, I kind of see where your, uh, where your interests lie a little bit. Can't really well, hey, Vegeta is actually, Vegeta's would, like, actually like a good dad. That's the thing. Oh yeah, he's a he is a dependable and loyal partner after he has grown and matured. After he's so, grown and you know matured, what? Yeah. That, Vegeta. Yeah. He grew up, he matured, he learned from his mistakes, growth. Pretty much, yeah. Because that, that's yeah. the thing, like, about Dragon Ball is that, like, Goku's, like, a character that just, like, he really never changes, you know? 
He's pretty static. Mm-hmm. While he, he, all the other characters in the show are the him. ones that end up changing. You know what I mean? Like Piccolo, Vegeta, and Seventeen and Eighteen, and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Except Frieza. Yeah. Frieza gets I mean, to be think... evil forever. He's never changing. Yeah, he's unredeemable as far as you know, like how everybody else is. Um, but I agree. I very much enjoy the fact that you see, like in Dragon Ball Super, how much the other characters have mm-hmm. grown. Like, of course, there's not everyone hasn't like experienced growth, but you really get to see Vegeta more than he is. You get to see him for more than just being jealous of Goku. For sure. Like he actually he strives to be better. Because he wants to, like, it, it's what he aims for. Definitely. So, I guess, mm, I guess I can give my, I don't know, I, see, it's funny, I put down these questions, and then I don't have answers for myself. <laughs> nice. Um, I like Mikasa from Attack on Titan. I feel like, oh, I feel like she's, solid. you know, loyal, devoted, not loyal in like a loyal, like in like an obedient sense, but like loyal in the sense of like, mm-hmm. okay, she'll stand by you during like your rough patches, you know, like, I feel like that's important. Yeah. And, and, sh- and like, agree. at least for me, like I'm someone I can be kind of naive sometimes, you know? And she will be mm-hmm. someone that would, like, have to check me and be like, oh, no, Chris, don't go into business with that person. He's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Or he's, you know, oh, this is sketchy. We shouldn't do this. You know what I'm saying? I feel like I... I agree. Because it's more like... I said, I oh, feel so like I could use someone that would have, like, a watchful eye that that character has. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you can't go wrong with having somebody in your life like Mikasa who just, like, has that instinct in her to um like she just knows when something isn't all okay like when something like seems fishy and she's just like nah we ain't gonna do that we not here not today yeah yeah definitely i'm trying to think if i have any i mean that's, that's a solid example yeah oh that'll, that'll be my pick for right now so um did you want to talk nice. about um uh, we don't really have to go on a Comic Con news. There is anything. First of all, anything that that came out of Comic Con, like period, that you're excited for this year. We'll start out with the positive. Um. Honestly, I'm kind of just been like with DC. I'm always mm-hmm. hopeful, and I think I'm just I'm really just trying to rein in that yeah. hope because I mean I mean I just think people project so much on that franchise to be what they want it to be, and it's very hard for that to happen. It's been people are, aren't pleased with, like, the end result because they put so much, they projected so much onto it. So I'm excited for Aquaman, and I'm well, excited good. for Shazam. But, yeah, it, both of them look great to me, but you know, like, everybody's already written the think pieces and talking about how Aquaman is just Black Panther and Thor put together, and I'm just like, if y'all haven't noticed, these characters have very much parallel lives for years, and the comics too. So, it's bound they're to different happen. though um, they're different but like you know people as far as like aquaman is the king of a mythical land mm-hmm. of people in atlantis thor it, it has mythology related to norse mythology and he's a god and he's a king of people 
and it's also with Black Panther. He is the king of a society that lives in secret. So it's like you can very easily pull things together, but you know what? It's different because it's different characters and story. But all these like hot take people care about is that they try to get it out. I'm talking about like, the comic book resource people or who else? Um, you know, like the one the nerd sites that are like re- that like to put out like trash. Oh, oh my god, comicbook.com. If I see another article that says yeah. breaking at the top of it, oh my mm-hmm. god! Like every every piece of news is not breaking. It'll be like breaking. Josh Whedon had a sandwich today. Like Jesus Christ! Oh my god. Or Buffy's coming back, and I'm just like, I'm not that thrilled about Buffy coming back. I mean, if they, as long as it's not her, and I mean, no offense to like the main actress, I'm just like, can we do something new? Like, can it be a new Slayer? Can she not like be in high school and be like over sexualized? It's I'm, just like a bunch of stuff. They I mean, honestly, this. and not to like get into me too, I'm shocked that Josh Whedon is like still working because he's he's got some sketchy uh, like you know. He he do he does and I think like his sketchiness isn't on the level of some yeah. people, um, which I'm like and this isn't me defending him. It's just like you know unless something big were to come out evidence wise or more people were to come out, it's more so he was put on blast yeah. by his wife. I think that was last year, and then like other people like yeah like no he's actually a douche yeah. like he because there are there are men like that and like especially in these industries where they claim that they're for women and they like want to help and they're supporting women but it's like are you really when you use your power and your authority to hit on women and like i, I mean like hit on as like yeah. flirting with them or like you can't take a hint that they're not interested in your sexual advances but the fact is like there's a way you can go about it without yeah. being creepy well, I'd but pr- uh, obviously what he was doing I'm was pretty creepy. sure that he's definitely had like affairs with women that have like worked for him and like actresses and whatnot which yeah. that, that gets messy you know yeah and that's what I mean that's sorry so it's not just him like hitting on people and flirting with women it's about like you and his ex-wife is like out at him mm-hmm. on like that kind of stuff so yeah mm-hmm. what I mean like why should she have to be silent yeah. about it um I mean, she doesn't have to, and, like, he he mistreated his wife, and it's just, like, it's just like Chris Hardaway, like, when all that stuff came out, it's, like, everybody has this, you put on Yeah, this, that was, that was crazy. I identity. That was. That one was crazy, for sure, but it's, like, you put on this good guy persona, and people are, like, oh, I'm a good guy, I'm just, like, you understand why women hate when guys say, I'm a good guy, because if you have to say it. You should not well, have to say it if you are it, a good I guy. think, well, well, someone like Whedon, and I try not to do this, like, he comes off as, like, mm-hmm. the, like, performative male feminist, you know what I mean? The guy who's yes. like, no, no, ladies, no, no. look at how progressive I am, you know what I mean? And it's just mm-hmm. sitting there. He thinks, <laughs> the way that he treated Black Widow for those two movies, I'm like, yes, because this was so progressive. You put a woman, gave her no, like, character development in these movies, and you think just because you put one woman in this movie that, I mean, granted, I know he doesn't have control of everything, but you had enough control where it's like, there's Black more Widow, you could do. She's ruined. Like, like, there, I'm going to get to that, but mm. like, there's I don't so, want that movie. Oh I, really, I don't God. care how many times. I don't so, care. Um, I don't want it. Yeah, I didn't mean to go on a tangent about Wheaton, but uh, just to, just talk about a no, couple other things. Um, Young Justice season three. Mm-hmm. I'm glad a show actually got revived. Yep. So that seems Finally, cool. Yes. Uh, Marvel didn't have a ton going on. 
I mean, there's there's Iron Fist season two, and Jeff Loeb dressed up as a Karate Kid for some reason during the conference. Um, oh, I'm just like God. that was like the most like stupid. honestly that was the most senseless. They shouldn't. It's offensive. I just oh my God, like. Because here's the thing, Mr. Miyagi, like he dressed up as Mr. Miyagi, right? Or like from the like the yeah. Karate Kid. So here's the thing about that, um, that is from like Karate yeah. Japanese. Um, also we like is isn't Iron Fist like kind of like yeah. Chinese and in like in, rooted in Chinese. Um, not culture, but you know like, the story of it is. So it's kind of it's very offensive to kind of like swap those yeah. two groups. It's like you are so tone dense when like you don't listen to what we're saying about yeah. all this stuff. And it's like it just goes it goes further when you do something. And I know, and, and they're trying to use uh, Misty Knight to save Iron Fist season two, and they're like, "Oh, guys, it's Ooh. better." We swear, and I'm just like, "Well." I, I don't think Simone Missick can save a show by herself. You know what? I think people I think they're banking on well, us to because... watch it because of Simone and because of Colleen and it's like we've been wanting that you're just dangling dogs yeah, and dragon in like, front of us. So basically we were talking about Iron Fist and like Jeff Loeb and like they're trying to use they're trying mm-hmm. to like dangle Daughters of the Dragon and like save Iron Fist season two and I'm just sitting here just like like, it's weird because, you know, like, everyone loved the Defender shows, but, like, ever since Iron Fist yeah. Season 1, it just has not been the same, you know? Like, the hype isn't there. Like, Iron Fist had a bunch of drama, and then Defenders was mixed, and then I feel like... I mean, people like, did, no but I think it's just more Punisher the timing of it. You know? Where... Yeah, I think. The I mean, I loved it because it ended up not being him. It. Just because I don't see the Punisher as being a mass shooter, and the fact he's never been like a mass shooter. He kills criminals. He's, like he's no. an anti-hero. Um, but it was very much like it was a long show of him not really doing a lot of that, which is fine. It was more of like a espionage lot. and uh, like a mystery, like. Yeah, so that, but it's more like it helps that the actor John yeah. Barenthal spoke out against white supremacists because a lot of white supremacists would like wear like Punisher shirts. Mm-hmm. Punisher out, yeah, they would like wear Punisher outfits and like mm-hmm. even like some cops will like have the Punisher symbol on like but it's their like, cars and stuff, and it's like yeah, really, mm-hmm. you're really trying to. But it's like it's at least well with him. Job. It's Good like PR. the actor like spoke out about it, and like he's never, you know, like some actors kind of like well, I have the, like they kind of don't want to get involved or they want to stay in the middle of it so they don't like turn people off but he didn't care about losing those people to the show mm-hmm. he was just more like listen I like I think he told them to fuck off like y'all can F off yeah like and I'm just like I appreciated that yeah, and I like the show that, yeah. it was pretty good I have nothing bad to say about it it's just gonna like if people watch it you have to go in knowing it is long and drawn out yeah that that's also like the thing, mm-hmm. like, I feel like with every Defender show now, there's, like, a slog with them, yep. you know? Like, you get to a point you, where you're you on, like, episode, like, that, like eight, and you're like, oh, my God, the show is so and long. 10, that was it. Like, the end of the could have, but at the same time, like, I didn't care that much for Defenders because it was so much wrapped around Danny 
that it really was. Yeah, it, it was really like was. Iron Fist season one point five, and they and they really, I mean, they miscalculated because the they didn't listen of, to like, us. And I mean, Iron like, Fist was it's going to be a hit, and then it wasn't. I think the biggest issue is that like everyone was back, just trying to say is that just... you didn't okay you you were not going to cast an Asian actor for this okay fine can you please cast someone who's good at fighting instead of casting someone just because they were in Game of Thrones and maybe he's improved since then I mean you can yeah but it's like when you find out the guy was only he but... didn't have much training I think he said he had six weeks of training and then he would like do fight choreography rehearsals like an hour before they shot it. So I'm like, this is stuff that people have to train for, like, a yeah. lot. They just, well, yeah, they didn't, mm-hmm. they didn't put the effort they in. They do, I don't think the show, period, just need more money. It was definite apparent, apparent with Defenders. Yeah. Like, there were some parts I literally could see the green screen. Like, I think there was, like, there was, like, mm-hmm. a scene, I think they were going, like, through, like, an elevator or something. Yeah. And it's I was just, just like, that it's is like not It was a letdown. We'll see if it gets better. I mean, yeah. I think, if anything, I'm more hyped for Daredevil. I... Like, that. Daredevil, yeah. Well, see, like, Daredevil doesn't have any of, like, I mean, the, it does in like, a way, the way, but it's like, he definitely doesn't. You know? how, how do I put this? He's not a white savior. Oh, I'm like, he's not being a white savior. He saves everybody. Yeah. And. I think at the end of the day, we have to remember he like he's a differently abled hero, but he doesn't let that stop him from doing what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I really enjoy like the law part of the show, like like bringing in like is it morally wrong? Is it like yeah, bringing sure. in like that discussion? So I feel like Daredevil has been consistently good to me, even though like that second season for a lot of people it was meh. I still feel like the fighting is good. They take the time with the characters and they tell a story and the character isn't, while he is toxic in his own way, he isn't like an arrow. He isn't like arrow to me. Yeah, I mean, I would they, love for I want to be done with the hand. Like, please don't bring the hand back. Unless you bring, like, like Madame Gal's fine, but the rest of them, mm-hmm. like, Done, done. I'm sick of the League of Assassins on DC. I'm sick of the hand. They're boring. You can only They're do not so interesting. Much. They're generic. Like no more. Have him fight. You can only do so yeah, much. Yeah, but Have like also fight, make sure the gangsters, uh, gangsters are again, all like fine. the people of color in the city. Because it just felt like my big. Are you talking about Daredevil or are you talking about Arrow? Uh, I mean, they. I feel like. I mean, I, I guess we, we're talking about Daredevil for the most part, but just, like, in general, I'm no, just sick of ninjas. I'm kind of like, tired just, of it, just, like, that's I'm, being yeah, the only Asian representation in most of these shows, is that... I mean, like, if they're going to do it, can they please do it right? I think that's more yeah. importantly. If you're going to yeah, do it, I, give them some... Give it just a little bit more thought. Um, but come on, you can make other characters. You can make a different story. There's just an entire universe of content out there that you guys aren't t- tapping into. Yeah, definitely. So, um, one other thing. So, this is kind of related to, uh, this this relates to Comic-Con. So, uh, Titans trailer came out. Mm -hmm. All right, so, there's been a lot of drama with the Titans show, obviously. And I wanted to talk about, and, um, I I don't know how you pronounce it. I think, I believe I've heard people say Starfire. 
Anna Diop is how you say it? Okay. Okay, so Anna Diop is uh, a black actress, and she's uh, playing Star. She's playing Starfire in the Titan Show. And I think first what happened was that like, yeah. like footage yeah. from the set came out, right? And like their outfits, and like let's and let's just be no, honest. The footage, I mean, the set photos did not look great. And a lot of people in Black Twitter, you know. You know, Black Twitter will make anything a joke, and they were making fun of the way. I mean, I was part of that. I mean, I'm not gonna like. And I don't think you know. And see, that's I'll let you finish doing the recap, and then I'll give my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so yeah, the wig, you know, did not look good. I don't think anyone is um, arguing against that. And they had a trailer come out during Comic Con, and now the art, the actress Mm -hmm. is facing like. A ton of racist backlash that's just even more than that, where they're just like, why is there a black actress playing Starfire? And people are like, I mean, she's an orange alien. Why not? And it's just become this whole thing. No, no, no. She just disabled her comments, which is good for her. Yeah. So, uh, kind of what I want to talk about with you, uh, at least briefly, is that there's this weird kind of dynamic with like black art where like it's hard to like critique our own stuff like either critique our own shows or critique black actors Mm -hmm. then at the same time you want to protect them from racists you know and it's just like this really hard dynamic where it's like objectively from what we've seen what we've seen so far starfire does not look good but at the same time you've got this whole like group of racists that hate Mm -hmm. you know hate it for completely other reasons you know and it's I would just, say it's so. hard I to mean, kind of strike that balance thing. you know i think everyone keeps on i think that some people are confusing when like we like the people who have no issue with her being cat with a black actress playing her like there's two different things going on there's people who are hating on the actress for being like being cast as starfire who's a fictional orange alien like there, there's no reason why they can they, you should not they can't justify why a white woman had to play her because she's a fictional orange alien now if they're upset about the fact that she won't be orange in the movie that's mm-hmm. their problem i don't care they can cry they can be upset but i'm like very disappointed with the fact that like we saw how robin looks we see how good his character is designed right fully flushed out and gr- looks good but you mm-hmm. didn't put, did you not put that? I want to know from the creators. Did y'all just not put as much thought to Starfire? Like Raven looks okay. I don't, I can't, I like Raven looks like a teenager who like is just like living in that world. Like we don't know much else about it. That's where I'm trying to like, I'm trying to be open-minded and watch it. I'm trying to give it a chance, but like, I'm not going to be, exactly. like I can still like, critique chance, what I'm upset yeah. with. Like, okay, are we, what's going, like, we're, I don't know what the story is. Did Starfire crash land and just find a disguise and put on those clothes? Um, it is Beast Boy still not fully changed over to being fully green. Um, like, there's a lot of ins and outs here that you have to, like, ask uh-huh. the questions about. And especially because, like, we see that, like, the last few seconds of the clip, you see her, like, activate her powers or, like, you know, fight back. So I'm like, I really hope it's like we see more from this. It just sucks that you it's behind a paywall. We have to like pay money to see it. And which I would just like, which you have to pay money to see anything. But it's more like you have to add on another subscription thing.
Yeah, it. Yeah, it, I, I just the finished I, product. That's me too. That what we've seen yeah. is like you know, the finished product. Now they're saying that the that's what I've been like feeling it has to be because I I just the wig looks terrible. I mean I've said that multiple times. That's, the wig takes terrible. Am I upset with the actress? No. I just want to know why you guys have this terrible wig on her. Is it part of the story, or is it just because she needed something to disguise herself? I just need to know what the hell they were thinking, because I refuse to believe that that's the best wig they could get with the money that DC has, that Warner Brothers has. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. And it's just, but yeah, it's just, it's a tough dynamic to like, manage like our criticisms which is like coming from a good place of like we want the show to be better we want the actress to be treated better we want you know we want the show to be good we want these characters to be represented <laughs> well we want opportunities for like marginalized people you know and we we have to like separate that kind of criticism oh yeah and i mean like i think we do a pretty good job racist, of separating you know? ourselves from that because we saw like the hashtag like people like tagging um anna diop and I, I mean her hash, the app the hashtag of her name and just like supportive posts of just like listen i'm here like she belongs here she deserves to be this character she deserves to like have this role if you give them this chance no one i'm just tired of people hating on the actors for things they have no control over yeah i mean it's the uh it's just i mean have, it's a there's studio, so many working directors parts. there's so many working parts and, and all those people who kind of make it those all decisions on the actress and it's it's what happened to rose like rose tico in star wars it's what happened to kelly marie tran like people hated rose so they started like putting all this yeah. on her yeah and that's not right like I'm not don't be mad at the actress be upset with like the direct you can be upset with the direction they took a character but don't hate on the actress she has no no she has no power over like how her character was written no yeah yeah and it's just that like and, yeah. and we can get into like right wing trolling in a minute but like it's just it, it it's just it, it's annoying and I really hope that yeah. I hope that, like, at the end of the day, I hope the show was good, you know? I hope the show was good. I hope the portrayal of Starfire is good and everything looks great and we can just end this drama because I don't, I don't, I hate, like, the social media, I am too. You know, I'm just, tired of like, it. It's like, well, as great you know as social media can be to give marginalized people a voice, um, to share opinions and to connect, it is terrible what some people use it for, for hate and to attack people and it's not fair it's like it's not all bad but there are bad parts about it yeah. and it just like, it's important to address that we are separate and we separate ourselves from those kinds of people so yeah yeah for sure so um uh i have a couple yeah. okay so these a couple topics here i'm just <laughs> going to run through i'm pretty sure we're going to agree completely and then we can talk about the last one okay. for probably a good 20 minutes or so before we wrap up. So, um, Scarlett Johansson uh, hasn't learned a thing. And, um, uh. yeah, I don't know why she would think that she should play a transgender character after she got so much crap for playing an Asian Pe character. I, and then the movie you, bombed, I have no idea. Maybe it's her I ego. Maybe she's going for an Oscar. Maybe she's trying to be, like, she thought it would be a great breakthrough for a more serious kind of genre. But she has lost her damn mind, and I'm glad she's not going to play the character anymore. 
but it took for people to back it took for people to backlash about it yeah for her to it's like just... drop out of it yeah it's i mean it's 100 percent 100 percent wrong i don't know why you would do that and even even from like a financial standpoint right like if you're thinking like a if you're thinking like a corporation if they're making a movie about a transgender character, you're obviously you yeah, obviously want you folks think. in the LGBT community to come see that movie. Why would you not want to like please I know that exactly base what you're that wants to be represented? Oof. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean people it's do like, it all the time. Why would you to bite the hand to multiple, you. I mean, it happens a lot to communities. You know what I mean? Like, oh, this is gonna be great, and like this community will come out. But like, I feel like the LGBTQ community gets it a lot where it comes like people want to cater to them or say that like, they're here to support the community but y'all if you really support the community why aren't you ha- hiring people who from the community into this project like look at pose like i'm starting that this weekend and from what i've just seen on twitter alone it's like you put in actual trans actors you put in actual trans people involved on the creative team and it turned into something great Yeah, I yeah, I just don't understand mm-hmm. why. But yeah, I mean, it was a boneheaded move on her part. I don't know why she would do that. She should have learned her lesson. I saw a good tweet and it was funny. Someone said that when Avengers Four comes back comes out, they'll like they'll kill off Black Widow in Avengers Four, and then when everyone comes back, they'll bring yeah. back Nick Fury funny. and Scarlett Johansson will play Nick Fury from now on. Like it was. I saw a meme and it was like the it was like the Infinity War cast mm-hmm. and Scarlet and except everyone was Scarlett Johansson, and I'm just I like just, maybe that's just what she what. wants to do. And yeah, if she just they that would be a good SNL skit. Actually, I mean they do it. I'd be, be surprised, but like somebody needs to write it because she has a problem. Like stop trying to play Asian characters. It's, she's dating. I oh, think great. she's dating one of the yeah. she's dating one of the SNL actors too. I think. Yeah, so they won't, but, like, I I think that would be a good idea for a skit if you did, like, the Avengers or, like, the minority Avengers characters, except Scarlett nice. Johansson is playing all of them. Like, no, I, think I, would, be I funny, would find that funny. Personally. Uh, okay, so, uh, my Coulter got in trouble. You, you said your co-worker? On Instagram. Oh, and Coulter. And I don't oh, want to... Gonna... Oh, Mike Coulter. I was just like, hold on. No, oh, Mike Coulter. Yeah. Luke Cage. No, yeah. no, God, no, not yeah, I saw, no, I saw it. Then he got into it with Clarkisha, oh. and I was just like, you don't yeah, know so... who you're talking to. Mm. Walk just, away? Yeah, I saw that, and I was just like, walk away. Like, it's not... So, and I think you kind of yes. mentioned yes, this before. Like, sometimes people need to stay in their lanes. Like, like a lot of, like, most gender folks don't know what they're talking about when it comes to trans issues and then you bring in like the whole Rachel Dolezal mm-hmm. thing and it's like guys like we've been over this you know I, I just, just don't understand I feel like, why he would do something like that it's really stupid like what he was saying like he was basically saying like I don't know like it's what is the word it's like this contrary discussion that everybody wants to keep bringing up when it comes to transgender and then they like well what's the problem if people feel that they don't belong in the body that they're in well, how like what is it like? How can we be against transracialism? I'm like, okay, you can't compare the two. It's really, really ridiculous that people keep comparing the two. 
it's so insulting. And it's ridiculous and it's insulting. Because look, okay, mm-hmm. here is here is my this is my lowly opinion, you know, and this is like the the idea I hear from, you know, like yeah. most of that community. Because I'll follow people like Cat Black and, you know, folks like that. I'm sure you know who she is. Mm-hmm. You know, race is inherently historical. You know what I'm saying? Like, your race is based on, okay, where did your ancestors come from? Now, you can argue that, like, when we talk about ancestry, like, okay, are you British? Are you German? Are you Japanese? Mm-hmm. Are you Nigerian? You know what I mean? Or you can argue, like, some people will say, well, hey countries can be a social construct you know at a certain point some people had a war and they said hey the people who live on this side of the border are you know we're this and the people who live on the other side of the border are this thing but the fact is that i i guess what i'm trying to say is that like your race has like a cultural background and like at a certain point like it is what it is you know you can identify with other cultures you know, you could be adopted and be raised in a culture that's different than, like, where your ancestors come from. But, like, at the end of the day, my ancestors came from exactly. slave ships. And, and that's I can't, the like, thing. snap it's my like, fingers and make that go away. There is this privilege that they are ignoring when it comes to the discussion of, like, people... I, I even hate giving it a term, but transracial. But, like, when you think of, like, people like... What's her name? I already forgot about her. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Yeah, Dolazal. It's like you are really ignoring Dola? the amount of privilege she has to choose to become a black woman. Like her, a white woman just decides one day, I want to become a black woman because yeah. I like the I like their culture. You can appreciate our culture, but that doesn't mean you could become one of us. Yeah, well, it's like, dude, I can't magically come. I can't magically yeah, show up exactly. and be like, yeah, I'm you, a white guy. That's not how it like, works. What? It's like, it's, race is a very you know complicated I mean? thing. And like, yes, people will always, I'm like, you just, and you cannot compare it to becoming trans, to being transgender. You just can't. They're two different things completely. And it's like, I just, I feel like it's, you're blatantly ignoring how people are blinded by their privilege because, oh, I like black culture now, even though it's a culture that has been, like, crapped on and, like, spit on and treated horribly for years. But now it's like, hmm, I like this culture. I'm going to choose to become black now. Yeah, it's just, it, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and, and that that's all I'll say about that because, I mean, I'm sure, like, there are, you know, Transgender folk and people in that community. Oh yeah, they could definitely go into a better than you and like nuance, like breakdown. But like, but like Mike, Mike is he needs to stay in his lane. Like he's got like the he's got Mm -hmm. like one of the two defenders. I think that's the biggest thing is like sometimes you can just shut up. And I think and okay, yeah, Simone, yeah, Simone Missick needs a job. Like, come on, dude. Don't take your, don't take your, don't take yeah. your, don't like spitting. It's the just, face and that's the thing. It's like, we, like, you know, three. there's trans you people know what I mean? who probably are supporting you. And it's like you saying something like this and belittling, belittling their experience is very harmful. And then like, I just really, dis- I, I was disgusted on how he approached Clarkisha about it. He's like, you're putting words in my mouth. She literally put no words in your mouth, sir. She reached, she quoted your tweet and was like, and she made a comment. She did not say anything. You said everything. Like, you just stay off, stay off of, stay off of just social media for a while. Take a break. You're corny. I can't. I can't deal with it right now because I'm like, I really want to support yeah, y'all, just... but when you, when people like this are messed up, I'm like, when I say you support, yeah, when we say we supporting everybody black, that doesn't mean I have but to support on, problematic black people. I can choose. 
Yeah. I'm just, yeah. That's just the thing people have to understand. Like, just because you want to support everybody black doesn't mean you have to sacrifice your morals and your values because you feel like you have to support this person. I think that's why people are in trouble when they keep supporting R. Kelly and everybody like that. Or Bill Cosby. Or Charlemagne. Good God. Or Charlemagne. Oh, my God. Oh my god! I, I don't want to get. I'm not going to get into Charlemagne, but no, I definitely agree with uh, your take. Um, are we good let's if we it. spend like the last 15, 20 minutes talking about James Gunn? Because that that one I think is yeah, more complicated, and then and then we'll probably wrap everything up. Okay, all right. So um, last week, uh, James Gunn got into a bit of trouble. So let me try to explain this. Okay, so there's a bunch of, like, alt-right, alt-light, whatever they want to call themselves, like, far-right bloggers that they have a vendetta. They they mm-hmm. have a vendetta of who they call, like, the Hollywood elite. And it also, like, they, they hate Hollywood because they think that Hollywood is super liberal. On top of that, these guys are big fans of Donald Trump, and most mainstream actors mm-hmm. are very vocally anti-Trump on their Twitter accounts. Including uh, James Gunn. So James Gunn, he's kind. Of, he was talking a lot of trash about like some like right wing people in the media um, before this happened, and he got on the alt the alt right's radar. And somehow I don't know if these tweets were still up there or they were deleted before, but the alt right found tweets that James Gunn had tweeted before he worked on Guardians. Like I think it was ten years ago or something. I didn't realize I didn't realize how old Twitter was, but. Yeah, he, they found some tweets from him 10 years ago where he was making a bunch of, like, really just, of not just offensive, yeah. really just, like, crude and, like, terrible jokes. Like, he was making jokes about, like, child rape and, like, pedophilia and just general bad stuff. And it started circulating in right-wing circles, and then eventually it kind of hit mainstream Twitter, and Disney yeah. just fired him, like, immediately. So, and what I've noticed since this happened is that there's a split, like, amongst the left. Even, and I, I don't, I think a lot of it's along along racial lines, too, mm-hmm. where there's almost two camps right now. There's one camp that thinks that, hey, regardless of where this information came from, what James Gunn said was terrible. And even if it was, you know, said a long time ago, he pro- mm-hmm. you know, he probably deserved to get fired. So that is one camp. And then another camp is like, well, hey, Disney shouldn't have fired James Gunn over the tweets because they were a long time ago. And then they were unearthed by, you know, pretty much neo-Nazis. And people, some people don't like the idea of like a multi-billion dollar corporation, which is even bigger now Mm -hmm. because they're merging with Fox, acquiring like Fox's assets, like bending to the knee of neo-nazis and the alt-right because the blogger that um came that went and um kind of started the whole like james gunn thing he the guy has been accused of rape himself he's made tons of sexist and racist statements i don't know his name is mike cernovich i don't let it say it three more times he'll appear that's who he is he said Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i don't yeah i'm not gonna say his name again but 
this guy has a history of just being a despicable human being. I mean, he said racist things when it comes to, like, mm-hmm. like he said he was happy that Trayvon Martin got shot because now there's one oh, less Jesus. black man that's going to go out and rape white women or something like that. Like, he is, yeah, he is, like, that. Like when you talk about, like, the lowest of the low, like, Mike Cernovich is, like, there. You know, you get into, like, neo-Nazi t- um, territory. So now there's this weird dilemma. You know, online I'm seeing really like a split where a lot of for the most white lefties i most of them want to rehire james gunn or are somehow in that camp a lot of his um mm-hmm. a lot of the actors from guardians are pretty much supporting him like dave batista like he like the, dave batista has like tweeted a ton and you've had people like chris pratt who've like chris Ooh, pratt didn't he he's tweet, been like, weird a Bible lately i've been something? ignoring him like but... it, he was weird yeah it was weird yeah, yeah, so it's been strange, and then I've noticed from a lot of, like, black Twitter, they're just like, well, you know what, I'm not really gonna have sympathy for this white man who set up a bunch of offensive things and kind of got in trouble. So I just kind of want to talk about this for a little while, because I think this controversy is a little bit different from a lot of the others, you know, this isn't necessarily like a Me Too thing where, like, someone mm-hmm. has come out that someone's, like, abused them in some way, and everyone's like, I believe you, you know? It's, like, it's it's weird, because it was, like, the James Gunn information came out, and, like, no one said anything, and then, like, Disney just fired them, and then all of a sudden, you see, like, rhetoric in kind of these two camps, mm-hmm. and, like, I almost kind of fall in between a little bit, so I just wanted to discuss it, discuss it for a while, and I wanted to know kind of... Did you have mm-hmm. any, like, initial ideas or, like, takes about it, period? And it doesn't even have to be about, like, the firing itself, because I think at that point, this point, is probably a done deal. But just, like, the idea of, like, does it matter where information comes from, you know, when it comes to, like, it does A, does it matter how long ago something was? B, does it matter, like where does information come from? Like, does it come from, you know, like, the alt-right? Or would it be different if the information came from, like, like, Clarkisha is a, you know, a black lefty blogger, I'm assuming. So, gotcha. you know, does and it see, matter where the information comes like, just from? Like, right off the back, talk about. my biggest thing about it is, is that he was exposed for it before. Like, these are old tweets, right? And then, like, it, he apologized before. It's not, mm-hmm. I and mean, this isn't me defending him, and I don't care that he apologized. It's more like Disney knew. Disney been new. So it almost feels like firing him is performative yeah. on their part, especially like the ne- the same company that gave Roseanne a reboot a- after everything, before she even got the reboot, after everything she would do on Twitter already was racist. So it's kind of like, I feel like his firing is really just performative for the network or like the overall company because... We didn't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm they're like, washing no, their hands. They're like, oh my I'm, gosh, I'm we very didn't know. Pressed He's to gone, believe guys, if they sorry. didn't know about all this, because it did. It's not that it was that long ago. It was probably right before the first um, Guardians movie. And you know what? It's his own fault. It's his own doing. Am I really that much affected by him being fired? Not really. I I really don't care much about it. Um, him saying like pedophilic, racist tweets is mm-hmm. disgusting, and was it worth? Were his tweets racist, or was it just, like, the pedo- I didn't- I'm not gonna dig deep. I didn't care that much. Like, I just knew from, like, what I've been, like, watching on Twitter. Um, 
Well, I think someone told me. Well, you were the first one that told me about. I'm like, what did he get fired for? And I answered back, was it racist or was it me too? I'm like, was it racist? Me too. And then like my third one popped in my like, head. Like, or was it pedophilia? I was just like, oh, that sucks. That now when someone gets fired, that's my first thought. I was like, was he racist or sexist? Um. Pretty yeah, much, I feel no, like, and I'm not that's, that's wrong the, to think that half the time when it comes right to now. these. Whenever something like this comes out, it's just, wow, what did they do this time? Did they do this? And it's not that I'm numb, but I'm not surprised anymore. Like, it's going to take a big, it's going to take somebody who I really look up to to do something really scandalous. Um, let's see. Oh, my God. Like, but the thing, but back to, like, just some of the people speaking, I'm like, with Dave Bautista saying something, I'm kind of just like, y'all don't care about y'all jobs then, do you? I mean, it's not like he can't get other work, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it. It's the thing is, I do think it is important where the information came from, just for the fact that, like, you know, at the end of He'll the day, like, James Gunn They're gonna is pull a Mel, they'll pull a Mel He'll be fine, He'll regardless. He'll go away for a little He'll bit. He'll be fine. He'll come back. Um, everyone will forget about it. I mean, we won't. Not everyone. But it's, like, one of those things. Because, like, remember how, like, Mel Gibson said his anti-Semitic stuff and his rants? And he was, like, really... He has so many issues, and he's just, he's super Dude, that dude has got issues, And it comes man. through so clearly now. I mean, it's been coming through clearly, but it's just, because, like, they put him in that Daddy's Home 2 movie, I'm like, this is their way to ease him back into, you know, movies or, like, family-friendly genre, and, because it's been enough time, like, I could totally see somebody spinning it, it's like, it's been enough time, everybody will forgive him by now. I'm just like that's that's what most of them do is like they try to figure out their comebacks after they they're quiet for a little bit. But if we want to see more change, like how people have talked about all the men that came out after the Me Too movement, I mean all the things that came out about the men from the Me Too movement, people are like you have to stay diligent and you have to actually stick to your guns about not supporting them or their work. Um, if we want actual change, so I don't care. Like with James Gunn, I really am not hurt either way. I really could care less. Um, but as far as like where the information comes to answer your question yeah. about it, it's more like the information already came out the first time. So it coming out again from the right, the left, from the right, it's kind of like y'all are just rehashing old news to get attention. And like, it's it got its goal across because he's pretty left speaking on things, but I'm just like, it was already out there. So Disney knew. Like if you, they could. I, I'm like, I don't care that he does all this stuff and he's progressive and things, but it's like he already had this stuff out there. Y'all already knew about it. Yeah, you see, here's 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 a thing that I don't see us talked about a lot. So like, what happened to James Gunn? Mm -hmm. You know, it, yeah. they, they targeted him because he was anti-Trump. You know, and the fact is, the alt right loves to go after people and dox people and that kind of stuff and while i'm not really worried about gun himself i'm worried that if they go after more mm -hmm. marginalized people what could happen because i, do I don't know do you ever watch uh msnbc yeah you know uh joy and oh Reed? yeah the whole thing with like i think yeah. she had made yeah, an old joy. tweet so, and it was like was it about the lgbtq yeah the blog she had a blog so Joanne Reed back in the day had a blog where it was very it was very anti-gay, and what happened is that the the alt right found it, and they um 
they put it out there and they became all this thing, this thing like, oh, should Joy and you know, and Joy and Reed, you know, she was like, mm. oh, these were old, you know, posts. I don't believe the stuff anymore. Mm-hmm. And MS- MSNBC, they protected her, you know, they they kept her on, but I'm worried that like we'll see more attacks from them. When they start going after, like, Pete, and, and the thing is that they don't just bring up stuff that's true. Like, they'll mix in, like, fake tweets and fake things and fake lies, oh, and yeah. they'll mix it together, you know? And I don't want people to be, like, duped by just, like, smear campaigns. Because it's not, like, at the end of the day, James Gunn's a rich white man, he'll be fine, but... What happens when the alt-right decides mm-hmm. to, like, go after people online, and they have already, that are more marginalized? Because they already have certain targets, like, um, like you know, Kathleen True. Kennedy over uh, Star Wars. So, like, Kathleen Kennedy, you know, people on the left can have issues with her. Like, black women have issues with Kathleen Kennedy because they keep casting mm-hmm. white, brunette, white brunettes in, like, all these Star Wars movies, you know? But, like... I wouldn't wish. Oh yeah, no, I'm not wishing that right on her. her or anything. You it's know more what I like mean? I'm trying to think. Um, let's use um, Ava DuVernay as an example, because Ava's pretty or Jordan Peele, just because he's more in comedy. Sure. A- Ava's pretty vocal. I was gonna say that, but like let's say Jordan Peele, because Jordan Peele is very vocal, right? So he's pretty been vocal about a lot of social issues, a lot mm-hmm. of different things. And he has a lot of, he has a lot more status in Hollywood. And it's not like maybe, I don't know even if this is a thing, but like Mm -hmm. if he were to ever have had like some tweets out there that were jokes he made and it was about um, trans people, gay people, um, another race, like, you know, things that like would actually sound harmful. But like he's, I'm not saying because he's a a comedian, people will like laugh it off. But that's my point. I could see the right trying to go for him because there's the Black Klansman movie that's coming out. So there's stuff like that. But I just, yeah. it's very, it's disheartening because those people don't deserve to have their careers like that. Like Because, and I'm saying like those people as in like, if, if we're using Jordan Peele as an example, he doesn't deserve that because like you said, people could be mixing in smear campaign. It's a smear campaign. They could be mixing in fake tweets um, just trying to make that person look bad. It's like, what was it? People tried to say something about, who was it? Somebody from Black Panther has a white girlfriend or said something. No, Chadwick Boseman had said something about black women. No, dang it, I'm mixing it up. Michael B. Jordan said something about black women, which has been a rumor for years where he just like doesn't date black women. Mm. Yeah, there's there's a rumor because I my sister like keeps up on but that it's not news. he she's just like, he tells me that Michael B Jordan he's corrected like it several times and like, said no that's not true he does date black women but it's not like again that shouldn't affect us it's not like he's shitting on us it's not like he's like um it's not misogynoir if like just because you don't see him with a black woman like that's my whole thing it's like if you don't see him with a black woman that doesn't mean mm-hmm. anything. Like, now, if he's out here like Charlemagne talking about black women and being, like, toxic, that's a completely different thing. Be upset about that. Oh, yeah. That guy's an asshole. Like, oh, my God. I, I mm-hmm. mean, like, okay, well, the thing is, part of the reason people like Charlemagne he's so is that much like he is, like, he's a contrary, dick, you know I mean? performative person and he's like, when it comes to blackness. And, and you know, 
and his whole thing is like during his interviews is asking like you know who who do like I don't yeah. know, you probably know like Howard Stern who do like the inappropriate questions that's only to get like, like a him, rise out of his audience and that. that's why people like him so like the things that the things that have come out about Charlemagne he's like dick, I'm not he's surprised a person, like he's that's, toxic it's like he's this a is dick like new. so it's kind of like that's the stuff where I'm like we, this is stuff that's public knowledge and nobody wants to like get them out but it's like. Ugh. Oh no, you're fine. And people like his show. I didn't mean to cut you off, but people like his show exactly. because he also has like, access just, to just, a lot of famous people. That's my whole thing. It's like know? when it comes to like, there's a difference. There's like people that are like very public, as far as like, um, like using the Michael B. Jordan Charlemagne example. We know Charlemagne's an asshole and he's toxic and he's disgusting towards black women. Versus Michael B. Jordan, where people heard a rumor that he doesn't date black women. That doesn't like those are two very different things. I would mm-hmm. be more upset about Charlemagne than I would be about a rumor about Michael B. Jordan, even though he's like spoken against the rumor. It's like, and it's I think I've gotten we've gotten so off the course of the question. My bad. Um, but yeah, I was just it's so complicated no, because people try to use rumors and tweets and fake tweets and stuff like that to like besmirch other folks' names, where it's just like now when it's very public things like R. Kelly and Charlemagne, folks are so not quick to cancel them. And I'm not, this isn't me talking about the James Gunn, for example. This is just us using the example of like how the right side of the alt-right will use, I guess, misinformation to try to tear down people in the community. Mm Mm-hmm. I know. I know. It's fine. It's okay. But it's like, because I did it with, um, what's his name? Colin Kaepernick. So it's like they always try to target somebody in the community who is yeah. like gaining power, gaining steam, and like, I mean, it happens. Or, or even um, yeah. you know what? I'm sure you know Sean King. You're on Twitter, of course. You know who Sean King is. Sean King has Ooh. dealt with a lot of smear attacks from the alt right. You know, because like the thing about Sean King is that Sean King oh, yeah, does sure. not care about doxing racists. You know what I mean? Like. Like, a racist will go viral, and Sean mm-hmm. King will be like, here's where they work, here's where they live. Exactly. You know, tw- here's his Twitter account. Like, I Sean mean, King, Sean King also isn't, so like, a perfect him, human being you know? either. He's been, he's been called out on things that are true and he should be held accountable no. for. Um, but he's definitely been, like, the victim of the alt-right trying to drag him for things. Because there was, like, drama with, like, his birth certificate. Like, he's, like... They, they, they Which is funny that, like, because not it's, really like, black y'all is just a light-skinned like that. black man. That's all. And I'm just... Yeah, well, I'm... Because I look at him, and I he, he put out pictures when he was in, like, high school and college and stuff. And I, and I mean, I grew up with, like... I went to black schools yeah. when I was younger. I was like, he looks like a light-skinned black I mean, that's really... Like, I could, dude. like, he looks you know like a light-skinned I mean? black man. I think they're just, like, really so, reaching. Where it's, like, now, if they bring up stuff from, like that we've been known about. I'm like, yeah, you can keep bringing, I just, I hate like this whole, like, let's bring up this thing that like was resolved. Um, and I'm like, okay, I don't know what it's like. That's their whole thing is they bring up old things that like, I think Sean King had some drama with some other activists and, and I'm just, yeah, yeah, I think I'm seeing like there's, out there's with, like, two. DeRay I have to take it separately. I'm like, and I'm something. not defending Sean King because he's not like I don't look up to him for anything. Um, like I appreciate the work he does, but at the same time, it's like okay, I can separate the person's like 
they personal crap like with other folks especially if it's like really personal drama between them and the other person versus are they saying something publicly about us and it's offending us and i'm like i'm not talking about him specifically i'm talking about that like overall like like them having a falling out doesn't mean i'm like it doesn't really affect me unless it's like something that will like like it it, oh i'm stumbling it's so complicated oh twitter drama Yeah, no, I no, it definitely no. That's what we're talking about because it, de- it definitely is. And uh, you know, I I guess one thing I don't see talk about a lot is that I'm like, he listen, the alt right, like they, James Gunn will be fine. But if they start going yeah. after people that's that my are more marginalized, where it's like who don't have the money and the protection, then what happens? Mm-hmm. That is you're what, right. So it's like separating bugs, James Gunn from the conversation. Me. Yes, I agree because here's the thing. Because um, after I saw. Clark Keisha's tweet about James Gunn is like, how do y'all just like tweet out these things and never think of the consequences? And that's when I had that moment and I was just like, oh my God, how do people just like do things without consequence, without considering consequences? I don't know if it's just that they don't have that gene or that instinct in their body to like, just say, stop. Oh, like look at Logan Paul, look at the Paul brothers from YouTube, like Logan Paul. At no point, at no point did you oh consider my God. the consequences oh or did you just God. get to ignore the consequences because of your privilege. And the same thing can be said about James Gunn. The same thing can be said about numerous people with power and influence and who's in like Hollywood or journalism or whatever. But it's just like, y'all just don't yeah. think before you act. And I'm like, as a black woman, one, I don't find that stuff funny. I don't find making fun of pedophilia funny, but best belief i just could never think of like oh let me make a funny joke about this well like, i well i mean i'm gonna be honest mm-hmm. like i live with i'm gonna be, like i live with white folks in college like they have almost oh, like yeah, an entirely different sense of humor you know and and uh, and in that community there's like like the idea of like the outlandish like overly mm-hmm. gross like i would almost say like the south park family style of humor is you know really big and for a lot of minorities like that's just not that's just not stuff we find funny like stuff that's just like super mm-hmm. crude like, and super uh, gross family guy you know at one point it was funny at one point it was funny and then it just got re- the jokes and yeah. it just became disgusting and i just couldn't do it did mm-hmm. you have a phase? I had a phase. Like, I, had like a fa- I, mean, I had a Family Guy phase. Did you have a phase? Seasons, yeah. probably. I was still hanging in there because it was kind of funny. It was like The Simpsons. Um, what? But then it's like you realize that hey, I don't like how they're making fun of this thing. Especially the Cleveland show. I was irritated with. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it didn't last very long because you you exactly. can only make so like, many Obama just, jokes before it gets stale. It just got to the point where I'm just like, I'm not interested in this kind of humor. It doesn't speak yeah. to me, and I'm not a fan of it. Yeah, and I I will say this. I I saw your tweet, and I do think there's a point that you know, marginalized people genuinely have to be more careful because, mm-hmm. you know, we don't get the benefit of the doubt. And then on top of we that, do. we have a lot more to lose, you know? Because even me, like, you know, I mean, I am, I'm a, I'm straight and, I'm a straight male, but I'm also black. So, like, when I'm at, you know, when I'm at my new job, I'm 
decently conservative. You know, like I'm not. I would never. Like there are certain like jokes and like lines exactly. that I've seen my coworkers cross. But like again, I wouldn't do we that. We have to consider that as black people, and then also consider like. I believe everyone has a little bit of has their privilege at different stages. Like I'm a be able by the human. I don't have to like worry about as many things and be mistreated because sure. I'm able bodied as much as like people who are differently abled are mistreated on a daily basis. Um, so for my example, I'm like, I am an able bodied black woman mm-hmm. and, but I still face like microaggressions and oppression. So I have to be careful of how I act as far as like not to say something on the internet. Cause if I were ever like get a job somewhere and they do a deep dive into like my internet history, they would find something or I'm just saying if they could find something if I put it out there. So I'm just like, I'm just never like one of those people who like, and I mean, we hear it all the time where there's like some artist, I can't remember her name, but like she had tweeted out the N word and she's wh- she was a white girl. Um, of course. So then uh, that came up and I'm just like, how do y'all just do course. this? How do y'all just do this and not think about the consequences? And we don't have that yeah, because it's, I'm yeah, sorry, but it's, I, I just, just want to finish one more thing. Yeah, like it's, I just, is the word detrimental. I think it's just, it's detrimental to our careers and our personal it. lives as black people and it's marginalized, being in marginalized groups. We will not get the same, we don't, we believe in that we won't get the same opportunities twice. If we, if we were to be in a situation that is unflattering to us, like it is hard for a black person to make it. Like look at, Terry Crews even said it, like it's already hard to make it in Hollywood as a black man. So, like, you have to be careful. He's like, had mm-hmm. he punched the guy who assaulted him, that would have been the end of his career. Nobody, it's not like, it's not like if it's like Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, And for I'm sure. nothing against him, but like, it's not like if he had punched a uh, studio exec, he would have like, been, no, he would, the people would have laughed about it. Like, oh, he should have touched Robert no. Downey Jr. Instead, it's like everyone wants to question Terry Crews. Why didn't you hit back? You're a big, strong black man. It's because because a big, strong black man would have gone to jail or been killed or lost my career. Yeah, pretty much. I know. I no. I mean, mm-hmm. generally, marginalized people just we just have to be more careful. Now, I don't. Now, I don't necessarily think like just because you're marginalized that like oh, yeah, no, no one has can. like a pass can. or like dirt or something like that. But I do think now. Now, I will say I will say this. You know, there's a lot of like hacking scandals going on. Do you think it would matter if inf- if information comes from like something 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 that someone said publicly, like from a Twitter account, versus like they hacked into someone's, like, phone history and they said something, you know, inappropriate, you know, some time ago or something like that. Do you think that, do you think, like, what someone does, like, privately that gets outed versus something that someone just says publicly, do you think that information, like, matters as a part of, like, cancel culture or not, do you think? I mean, privately, see, here's the thing, someone asked me this question a few months back. And it was very interesting. It's like, do you prefer someone being racist to you publicly, or do you prefer them to keep their racism privately? And I feel like it's kind of it goes both ways. And I I said I mm-hmm. prefer publicly because I don't want to support somebody who is being racist to me privately. So to answer your question, it's kind of like both for me because if you're saying it in private, you feel that way in public. Yeah, it's well, it's hard because you know, I mean. Like, okay, I'll, I'll, tr- I'll try to give an example. Like, okay, so, like, for me personally, and then we could also talk about, like, how do we measure, like, like, should we, like, champion, like, the growth of people or not? I'm not, you know, I'm only 24. You know, I, 
I'll, 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 I'll say this. Back in the day, especially, like, growing up, you know, when we, we talk about, like, PC culture, you know, certain things were different. Like, saying the F word, like, the other F word, mm-hmm. like, in middle school was, like, totally normal. Even in high school, it's, like, totally normal. And, like, me personally, like, if you dug through my text messages, I probably used that word up until, like, my freshman year in college until I understood, mm-hmm. like, and again, yeah, there's, like, the whole thing up. of I shouldn't being a child, you know what I mean? where it's, like, now so, you know how much the weight of that word means. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, so it's, like, it's always, we're always, exactly. all, all of us are always growing. We're all changing. We're all learning. And it's just a matter of it takes time. Mm-hmm. Um. Not time, sorry. I'm trying to think of it as, like... Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah and I mean... Sorry, you go ahead. I miss... I... No, I was I was going to say that it's also... One thing mm-hmm. people don't talk about, that it's not just, like, individuals growing. It's also, yes. like, societal norms changing, right? Because, like, for instance, you know, I mean, you talk about, like, the transgender thing. You know, ten, if you... Ten years ago, the average mm-hmm. person probably didn't even know what a transgender person was. You know, I mean, even like someone like me, I like I knew that like like things like having mm-hmm. someone having like quote unquote like a sex change like existed, but I didn't understand that like this is a group of like oppressed people that like are fighting for human rights. You know, I'd like I did not understand that until I got to college, mm-hmm. and then I was like, oh okay, you know, and like since pretty much like the whole um since you know Caitlyn Jenner and that kind of stuff. Now, like, the transgender issue has been pushed into the mainstream, and now people are forced to sort of, like, examine how they talk about gender ideas and sort of, like, change up certain things. Like, oh, man, you really, I should, we really shouldn't say that anymore. Oh, that, you know, that comedy bit from the 90s. Yeah, no, I agree, because, like, how many comedians in, like, the 80s, 90s, and even 2000s, like, would continually make, like, gay jokes. Like, Kings of Comedy, Bernie Mac um people are misogynistic it's just like we're tired of it like these these groups like in us like we're just tired of like how i think that's it's not so much as like society changing it's just more so that the groups are being more vocal because they've always been vocal but it's just like the internet exists and now we have more but um, the the internet exists we have more access to share our opinions on yeah how things are said and what things are said and i think that's the important thing is that it's not that transgender people just started popping up like some like older gen- people of older generation feel. They've been here. They've been struggling and they've been fighting. Um, mm-hmm. And they deserve to be heard just like as much as anybody else as far for their rights. And same like the LGBTQ, uh, black people for representation. Like it, the list goes on. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and it, even like getting back to like like the Mike Holter issue, mm-hmm. you know, if I were to give him the benefit of the doubt, which I don't, I don't think he's dumb, but like I feel like the sentiment that he's like giving, like, well, what's the difference between being transgender and being transracial? I feel like there are a lot of folks that just don't understand mm-hmm. that he's will trying probably to say something similar to that, you know? Because like I've had I've had similar conversations like. With like my parents that they really they really don't have an idea, and I'll be like, Dad, exactly. like, you can't like be, as like, like our parents, not, we have to you know like, what almost I mean? keep telling them like, can y'all so, please not say, like, like I've been on my parents are just like, hey, y'all can't say that, or please understand why you can't say that, and it's just it's 
it's it's get they've gotten better and like yeah, you just have to continually let them people let them know it's like it's not right it's not you have no excuse and eventually people will change hopefully but if, if they don't then yeah and hopefully people get it at a certain point especially folks that aren't as like mm-hmm. immersed in like the internet culture and immersed in like when these uh, you know when these different like issues yeah, like come to the forefront and that kind of thing and it's weird because, like, sometimes you look at online and you think that, like, think that the way things are now, they've been like that forever. But, like, like for instance, even, like, with Black mm-hmm. Lives Matter, like, that has been right. off until, like, Ferguson happened, you know? And now it's, like, there's, like, a police brutality issue or, like, some, like, racist issue. You know, there's multiple, like, daily oh. to the point where I, mean, I can't I keep up with it anymore. It's because it's just it's the reality of, like, there's problems everywhere. Like there's it, these issues exist everywhere and can exist at any time. Yeah. So, and unless they're happening to you or you know your community or people that you know, really until like the internet yeah, has gotten the way it is, like you wouldn't think, know. I think you know, people you also continually think of things as in a linear think of time and as like events in a linear um, kind of way when it comes to how things experiences or how the world works. And I think uh-huh. they have to understand like there's multiple things going on all at once. Um, then you, <laughs> the price of being, I guess, like aware instead of being ignorant. Uh, I can't remember the quote. Um, but it's like, uh, I'm not gonna misquote it, but it's just like there's a price to being aware and like aware of everything that's going on. But would you rather be ignorant to everything or would you rather be aware yeah. of the issues in the world? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I will, and this is just my last point, then we can wrap up. And I will just say that, like, that is probably the hardest part of, like, being someone on the left is, like, you're constantly forced to, like, confront things and improve and grow. Because, like, honestly, like, mm-hmm. I'd never be a right winger or a Republican or whatever, but I get the appeal I think of, like, I get what just I mean. not caring. You know what I mean? Because, like, that's one of the things, like, that's one of the things, like, they sell their brand on is, like, who cares? Like, they, you know, hey, you want to be a neo-Nazi? Yeah, you can join us. Who cares? Like, this is very, like, and I can see that if you want to be, like, lazy and you don't want to think about stuff, I can see how that appeals to a certain demographic because, like, to be on the left, like, you're constantly forced to, like, you know, think, like, oh, was that kind of ableist? Oh, I guess I probably, oh, that is kind of rude. I probably shouldn't do that. And that's, and it can be frustrating at times, especially when you feel like, because, like, in general, I feel like, people, you know, you want to be a good person or at least be known as a good person. And I think the sentiment I get sometimes is that some people feel like, like, the standards of, like, what, what, like, mm-hmm. a good person should do, like, are, you know, they change, especially with the internet, you know, things change quickly. It, it frustrates people. So I, I can understand, I, I can understand that, like, Just, in some forms. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot of things. Just you have to. We're all just trying to live in this world, but I'm yeah. one of those people where I'm like, I want to be aware. I want to grow and I want to change. I don't want to be in a world where I'm not growing and changing, especially if it means I can improve. So I get what you mean, though. Some The appeal of like being able to not, yeah. to not burn yourself out on every little thing or every little issue. Not every little issue, sorry. You know what I mean? Every issue does sound appealing but at the same time i think it just highlights the Mm -hmm. importance of people you have to take a break like breaks are necessary in order for us to just like 
Yeah. You got... Mm-hmm. You know, it's weird when you're like off Twitter for a little bit. You're like, oh, it's not nearly. Or I'm not as, that stressed. Like, or I'm not that depressed. It's like I think one time I was just like I was so burnt out on like there's just so much stuff going on, and I mean as far as like not like in my life, I mean, just in, it was like oh the cop the, the no the, it hasn't been a crazy month, but I mean this has been like August the black been people a crazy being month. the police being called on black people for just existing, and I was just like I'm so tired, I'm so fed up. I just I I like yeah. I, I was. Like, I felt like I was spiraling, and I'm just like, I can't take it no more. I can't take the fact that white people can't deal with black people existing in a world that is so huge and big. And it's just like, it's like y'all are either trolling us or y'all are just really hateful. And I just, I don't know what is wrong with people. But then I was just like, I just had to like take a break and recollect, reconnect with myself because you just, it, you will get burnt out if you try to let it take advantage of you. And then I can come back to it. Like I don't have to be, I don't have to be in be in it twenty four seven. But I do want to be aware. Yeah. Yeah. So. No, I totally, I totally. But, yeah. Sometimes breaks are important. Mhm. Yeah, breaks they definitely are. <laughs> All right. Well, I think uh, we've been yeah, on here for a while. I know you have to get to going. You. I think pretty soon, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's been a really good uh, conversation. Do you want to yeah. plug me just, all your shows and kind of everything you're up to before we sign off? Yes, we'll do. Just list them I'm off. I'm going to pull them up because I won't mess up any of these handles. So, first off, you guys can find me on Twitter at LA underscore NEY underscore SHA. Um, come over there. Come to my side of Twitter. I mean, it's probably the same side as Chris's, but... You know, talk about anime, talk about shows, live tweets, whatever, and then just like random stuff that I find funny. I like to tweet those things out. Um, and then one of my my show, like my one of my main shows is called Speak on It. That's at S O I underscore pod, where I typically just invite somebody who I've met through Twitter or which is yeah, typically Twitter. And we, they come on and we talk about things and we speak on things. And I specifically ask my guests to come with a topic that they would like to speak on, such as, Chris, we have your episode where we talked about the sacred cow or like, you know, like the, the, the idealization of like celebrities. Sacred and we really got, that was a good one because you got to talk about how we put people on this pedestal and like there can only be one and like all this other stuff and like in the black community really fun talking to you about that and we talked about other stuff um and then another podcast is so here's what happened that is at shwh underscore pod and that one i really love because it's a monthly one we're actually going to be putting out some new content very excited about that got a new segment i have that one and it's with my co-host carolyn hines on twitter also and we just basically get together and talk about all the things well the top three things we read watched and movies so it's pretty fun and it's a good time all around if you guys are looking for like suggestions reviews or recommendations for what you should read and watch and lastly my most recent show is called did you have to that is at d-y-h-t underscore pod and y'all can tell you like underscores a lot um basically that one is about a how should i put this it's basically like me and my co-host who's oh my at oh my mithrandir on Twitter. She's from the But Why Though podcast. Her name is Kate. And we get together and we talk about live adaptations and of anime movies or shows. So we basically watch the live 
Yeah, we watch the live adaptations. Yeah, um, I've seen and those. we basically review and rate them as far as like how bad are they. Um, and yeah, so that is all my shows. I'm, I'm gonna stop now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just you know, laundry list. But they, I mean, I've uh, I I've listened to most of them, and they're actually they're pretty good. I know. Uh, yeah, Carolyn did just get back from uh, Comic Con. Oh, and Comic-Con, I meant to mention she? it. Um, so the new Wonder segment Con. that we're gonna be putting out is like it's called Carolyn Talks. So Carolyn, that she's a writer and she meets a lot of people from the film industry, like other critics, um, book authors, um, film directors. She's had the opportunity to meet different people and write for them. Um, And she, we were thinking about like, oh, it would be really cool if you get to interview these people, we can share it on the podcast. So we've decided to have, so what, so here's what happened, kind of like has another mini-sode series where it's where Carolyn talks to these people. And goes on interviews and meets them. Yeah, it's really cool. I've already I've finished the first That's episode. Cool. It'll be going up on this Monday, so that would be uh, July thirtieth. Yeah, so that'll be out. It's really fun. Carolyn is so dang charming, and it's just it's nice. It feels like you're a fly on a wall when you hear the conversations they're having. Her tweets uh, are, really her tw- are. I follow on Twitter. Her tweets are something else. Like, I, I feel like she's in an yeah. entirely different league than most people when it comes to just being very knowledgeable and, you know, I don't know what other words. I'm, she's my one of my good people on Twitter that I'm very happy I connected with. Um, but, yeah. Oh, and then, I'm sorry, I cut yeah, you definitely. off. definitely. <laughs> No, you're fine. You're fine. I I was just you. I was just saying that. Yeah, no, I I follow on Twitter, but I'll have to, I'll have to check out the. Uh, I saw yeah. your live tweets when you were watching the live action of Fullmetal Alchemist. I actually saw that on Netflix, and it was just like they did. They needed more money, CGI, but that's that's a whole like, other discussion. Al, Al looked great. Alphonse looked great. It oh was my, like yeah. just the monsters and like you know that's where they you know you could tell where like money was cut short. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for for real, you can. Yeah, and then I you also did the uh, worst the Dragon Ball Evolution, and, this, and actually, did you have to? That podcast came about because I put out a random tweet. I'm like, there will never be anything worse than Dragon Ball Evolution, and then Kate tweeted me back, and she's just like, we got into talking about it, and like within 24 hours, we had decided to do a show together about live anime adaptations. I know. Well, I. At some I point, know you're probably gonna you can do point, the last Airbender at some point, right? That's gotta be. It is. That's gotta be. I, that's, I, that I has to be up really, there. I never. And here's the thing about the show: we never thought we didn't like. Oh, this is gonna be so much fun! And then we hit the realization of like we're gonna have to watch things that we never thought we'd have to see. Like I never planned on watching the air, last Airbender, so yeah. And here we are, or the Death Note. Why was Aang white? Why did like, like why if you cared so much like, about? Oh my god! Ma- making the characters have culture and all this stuff. Then why did you make Aang white? Why did you make Katara white? Oh wait. And like, and the it's thing insulting. is, like that was it's Shyamalan. Insulting. And I'm like, I so kind of feel like, like, was it just really, or was it the decision from the director? I'm like, this goes back to who had who had the final say. But I firmly I, believe that it's disgusting that. We don't get that many characters of color. The fact that Katara and Sokka were white is very annoying to me. 
and all and the Fire Nation were all I mean, Indians, they, or and at see, least all like, like brown. It's like one so of those things just... where they're like, "Well, see, we didn't do this here, but we did this here." But I'm just like, but you claim to be so concerned about the cultural, like making it culturally accurate for a series that is like, it yes, it's based in Asian culture, but you kind of just ignored a bunch of things. Uh, it's fine. Yeah, I'm. I didn't mean to go on a tangent, yep. but I know that that is, that is a bad one. Um, there, there are some. If, hey. if you need recommendations of bad stuff over. to watch, I trust me. I you are even just welcome, bad anime actually, in general. Are I welcome whew. to head over to our Twitter page and tweet at us and give us suggestions. We would love. We want to get more involved because we want more people to join in. So if there's a bad adaptation you want like to suggest, please let us know. But we also kind of we're also on the mission to find good ones. So like I want to watch more of the ones that are created okay. in Japan um, by those studios because um, while mm-hmm. Full Metal Alchemist was pretty good, like we were like you know what up until like this point in the movie it was solid, and then that took a very hard left, whereas it's like. I want to see ones like Erased or like there's just there's different anime movies out there that I know have to be better. So we're kind of like on the mission for that, but we're also rating how bad they are. You know, they have a musical. There's a Bleach musical. I'm already. (laughs) I've heard about it. I'm just like, let's not do that yet. We are getting ready though, because like yeah. we have Battle Angel yeah, coming there. out, and then we I, all, there's also the Bleach movie will be coming out. So we'll also be staying up to date on movies that come out, and we'll be seeing those too. Yeah. Okay, sounds good. You know, I'll definitely uh, check them out and um, retweet you when I get a chance. All right, so I think I'm. Uh, we're gonna sign off. Uh, thanks everybody for listening, and this has been the. Uh, Thank you Two Black Nerdy Podcast. Thank uh, you. Lanisha, thanks for being a guest. I really appreciate it. Yeah, and you're always awesome. welcome back. It's always an open invitation. Anytime. And um I'm I'm I probably should have said this before, but uh we're on a Podbean now, so you can find the podcast on iTunes and the Google Play Store. So awesome. just search uh Two Black and Too Nerdy and it'll come up. And um yeah. Uh, thanks everybody for listening and um, have a great <laughs> I don't know it's the middle have a of the great weekend. day have a great week have or a great night. whatever they are afternoon yeah bye okay. alright bye bye